Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Here we are, face to face, a couple of silver spoons. Yeah, it's funny. It's a good game. I beat it. Did the, you? The single player. But you only had it like a week, right? Well, the single player is pretty short. Oh, is it? But I mean, but it's good. Well, I mean, like it was, yeah, you know, it, it, it's all about five the, hour thing. The yeah. fight experience. Uh, four or five hour thing, which is for a fighting game, that's, you know, it's a chunk. Uh, but then they've got the, the essentially the Mortal Kombat structure of combat. So you fight 10 villains right. or heroes in a row all mixed up. Oh, okay. And then you just beat the game with every person that way. So, like, that's another whole thing. Right. Then they've got the missions, which is like the. The board that they had in Mortal Kombat. Did you play Mortal right. Kombat? Yeah, 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 Okay. So you know the, the the challenges. Right. So they've got a whole thing of challenges in the Star Labs, oh, okay. which is all the different characters, but it's the same kind of setup, but it's a little a little better even. It's a little more fluid. You can pick what you want to play a little bit more. Because I wanted that one. I wanted start the new Star Trek game, and I also wanted to pick up Bioshock Infinite, cause, and then I started to go, wait a minute. I never played Bioshock 2. I, you don't I have, have to. I I I, 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 I finished the first one finally, and I was yeah. so happy when I got done with it. And I just suddenly go, "Wait a minute! I never played the second one." And I, 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 I realized they're I wanna, not. I want to come back to this, but welcome to Geek Shock number one eighty seven. Oh, wow. I am Master Torgo, the famous Paul. Eighties Jeff, just Michael, and we're here to talk Weekend Geek. Now this is very exciting to me because you never buy games anymore. It seems it's, it's a rare I, day. That I, I don't, don't know what it anything. is lately. I just like some things just. Don't blow my skirt up anymore. Hey oh <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There haven't been that game there been a, a dirge well, I mean, of great ones lately. I'm trying to think the last games I played. I mean I played the uh the Lego Batman to That's the last game DC. I remember you played. Um I played the hell out of Arkham City, beat that. Mm-hmm. Um There have been a few games that you've got through Gamefly that I'm like, oh, maybe I'd give that a shot, but then having watched you play it for a little bit, I'm like, nah, I don't know. Did you complete Duke Nukem? Oh, yeah. I blew through that thing. Yeah, but why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's, honestly. Was it a chance to hold play, and fling around more poop? The gameplay yeah. no shit. was frustrating in a lot of places. Yeah, I remember coming but it over was, and you were at a spot that you were just frustrated with. It just, it was, there, there are certain games where I hate them so much. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, like, I hate the gameplay mechanic at that spot. For a particular boss battle or whatever it is, that it literally drives my OCD into overdrive, and it's like I cannot let this thing beat me. I have to go back in and beat this fucking game. Everyone needs a purpose, and it's like there, there, there are many games where I'm like, fuck this game. I never want to play this game again. And there are games where like I'm glappy about this game, but at the same time. It fucking keeps kicking my ass, and I want to see the ending of the game. I've put this much investment in it. Now, <laughs> yeah. I need to see the ending. Yeah. And granted, I could probably go on YouTube and find a video and just watch well, the ending. That's how bad marriages start. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> but I mean... I want to see how this I, ends. I could go on YouTube, but... See how this shakes out. Then I have that whole lack of sense of accomplishment, and I'm like, yeah. God damn it, I just I got to do, do it. it yourself. But, but yeah, I did, I did beat Duke Nukem. And I mean, overall, the story of Duke Nukem was fairly mediocre, but it had <laughs> enough fan service. There were some fun little moments throughout the whole thing that was yeah. very much in the vein of the previous Duke Nukem games. But yeah, the, the gameplay on that was just awful. Yeah. I mean, there's like 
you didn't have any BFGs in certain areas until like you suddenly stumble upon it. Like well, you're almost dead, you suddenly stumble upon this thing, and you're like, "Oh, well, this would have been nice, you know, half an hour ago." Right. Yeah. So, anyway, but yeah, well, wanna, wanna, I definitely want to play the Star again. Trek game. Been very excited. Star Trek about game that. looks good, looks better than I thought, but they haven't had any reviews out yet because they've held it back for a long time. So I'm a little. Yeah. I've been. Does that drop this week? Of, did it already drop? Just came out today. Wow. Yeah, and that's I, and watching I, a lot of the behind the scenes and the making of and I so forth. I want to get it. It's really pretty, and I think as a Star Trek nerd, I think I'll really like it. I don't know how great it is, but right. I think I'll probably really enjoy it. I like a, a mediocre game once in a while. <laughs> But if, if it, it, if it like does good fan service, yeah, or, I know you do. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. Some games don't have great gameplay, but they do have a great good story or right. good fan service or something. Or so. or there's a mix of both. Like yeah. some elements will be like, wow, this is really fun. The other, I don't slog it through this bullshit. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it looks it looks pretty good. It looks promising for a Trek game. It looks promising. So I'm tempted to get it. Certainly one of the better ones since what the old Interplay games. On the PC. <laughs> well, you that know, it's so terrible for its time. I'll tell you that. No, uh, I loved those. The Star Trek 25th anniversary made one. It's hard to revisit now, but I yeah, used to well, have. Yeah, um, it's, I used to have that uh, Voyager first person shooter, which was actually pretty good. That was oh, good. Squad, I wish, yeah. yeah. I wish I'd held oh, on to yeah. that. I, I foolishly I traded mine. that away. You can borrow it if you want. I always we want a PS2 to- version. No, I, you have PC. PC. Yeah, no, PC I, version. The P- PC PS2 had, version. No, I'm, I no, think no. I'm going to buy it again no, on the P- PC. PS2. The PC version had the map editor, and I always wanted to create the Star Trek experience with all the uh, yeah. back. That would have been cool as, as a, an arena. Mm-hmm. Nice. That would have been fun. Just make a level where Neelix infects everything with cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I did, Captain. Oh, my darling Keth. Let me microorganisms. God, I hate that stupid, stupid guy. He's so stupid. That show is so stupid. God, it's bad. <laughs> that it's used bad. to kill me with Voyager. It's like the two most worthless characters on that entire show are Neelix and uh, what was the little fucking baby girl the, that grew up? Uh, Kess? Kess? No, not Kess. The, um, Naomi daughter? Wildman. Could not stand the name Naomi Wildman episodes. It's like, yeah. it's like, here you have this little tiny, you know, five-year-old kid running around. Now, granted, the actress that played her is like... In her twenties now, and she's fucking hot. Oh, I've never but, seen it. Yeah, I've I've met her in person. She's hey fucking hot. Uh, but no, the, the Neelix and Naomi Wildman episode used to drive me crazy. Yeah. And it'd be like it's like you're a worthless character, worthless character, worthless character. And then they'll finally put like an episode in where you're like, you know, there's little they're tugging at your heartstrings with the Neelix character and trying to explain why he's so ha 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 because he's got a lot of pain inside all that crap you know yeah tears of a fucking clown give me a break standard format but at the same time it's like oh okay finally I can you know start to at least tolerate this guy now nope and then the next episode he's back to being you know I never turned a corner with that ass fuck I'll tell you the uh, I'm watching that year in a year of hell or a year in hell whichever whatever they call it Watching that on Netflix the other day because I'm like, well, I remember this, enjoying this episode. is the only decent Voyager episode I remember seeing. And it's still rougher than sandpaper. I'm like, God damn it. It's just hard, man. Check out, hey. <laughs> what do you think we'll do next? The ship is in disarray and the crew needs help. I have a, 
uh, serum, uh, uh, sentimental teacup here. Let's hope it doesn't fall and break before a commercial break. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> it sure did. Oh, Chicote, what will we do? Voyager's not strong enough to withstand another blast. It's terrible. What is with Star Trek and the teacups? I mean, you know, Star Trek Six. They love it's all about teacups, man. Which, if you ever watched that, it's like the the thing is teetering on the edge, and then all of a sudden they go back to the wide shot, and it's back in the center, sure, it's sliding fine. towards. And I'm like, and Hello, then it goes, new yeah. and then it cracks, and then it's like it's still kind of on the platform. Shields, shields. <laughs> so, the thrusters turn it into the wave. Who saw Oblivion this week? I did. I did as well. Not it. Not it. No. no? Nope. What do you think? I really enjoyed it. Are you I, a Scientologist now? Yes, I am not a Scientologist I am. now. Oh no. wow! I heard the ending was poop. Uh, the it kind of degenerates into uh, popcorn summer fare, mm-hmm. uh, but not to the point where it ruined the movie. Okay. Yeah, I, so, I I would agree with that assessment. It's it's a it's a slow burn of a movie, which I did appreciate. I was right. like, this finally a science fiction movie that feels like a goddamn science fiction movie. I cool. did kind of figure it out about halfway through. But, uh, mm-hmm. well, I'm fi- I, sorry, I should say I figured out elements of it mm-hmm. halfway through. Sure. That I'm obviously not going to spoil for our audience. But, uh, or me. It did not. Or Michael. Yeah. It did not. <laughs> in, other really words, our, in other words, our audience. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Figuring out what I figured out and having it confirmed as the movie progressed did not spoil it for me. It did not ruin the experience for me. So Yeah. Uh, the real star of the movie is not the movie itself, but where we saw it. Yes! Oh my God! Oh, you did it at the uh, galaxy. We did, we did the, it galaxy, it the galaxy luxury, a different and completely unknowns to us because yeah. you know I went with my girl, you went different somebody times. else, and yeah, same day, different times. And my God, there's no other theater to see any movie in ever again. It spoils you for every other really? theater. You're yes. going to be comparing so every other theater to this now. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, Las Vegas just got its first luxury theater. This is with the uh, the large plush seats. Automated. They recline, right? Yeah, they're reclining. wide recliners, and they're comfortable as hell. Beer and wine is available. The most monster screen you've seen outside of an IMAX. And in each uh, each chair has its own tray, so you have a you have a cup holder. Mm, slides you have your a, belly. Uh, it's it's very much like you know the next gen you know consoles on the con and ops, or like tilts over and tilts in front of you, or slides over and then, but you. You can have it off to the side if you want it to just be kind of like at arm's reach, or you can roll it right in front of you so that you know your popcorn is right above your belly and you're spilling popcorn all over you. It's great. But it's great. the seats are comfortable, and not only do they recline, like you get the the footrest pop out. These things recline pretty far. Like back. They're almost laying down. So right? I mean, I was three show three rows, excuse me, from the screen, which a lot of people don't like to sit that close because they're like, oh, I'm craning my neck, blah blah blah. I had this thing reclined back, and yes, I was having to turn my head left and right to follow the action because it really completely enveloped my field of vision. But I was so comfortable in this chair; mm. it's like it was ba- like barely rolling my head left and right in this chair, and it was fantastic. That sounds real good. So, anybody in Vegas, highly recommend. No crying babies. No, no crying babies. babies. Is it a, a steep premium price? Not too bad. No, catch, it's, catch it's, this. Eleven bucks per ticket. Get out of it's here! It's the really? same price as almost any other theater <laughs> Holy in town. Shit. I thought they would have charged at least eleven a premium. bucks per ticket. And wow. if you have a rewards card, apparently you get a discount. Rewards a, from who? There's a Galaxy oh, Rewards card, okay. the, the the theater chain, because they have three other three or two other theaters. They have the Cannery um, in North Las Vegas, and then the 
the cannery um, east side on Boulder this Highway. This fancy dancy. But this is this is their premium. I have not been to a premium theater since I left the Kansas City area, which is a little bit different than this. It's a smaller theater. It's about a 30-seat theater. Um, same kind of plush recliner seats. This is the Kansas um, one you're talking about. This is the one in Kansas okay. City. And they actually have wait staff that come in and, you know, you don't have to go mm-hmm. to the concession stand. What's you the, sit down and they'll bring it all to you. What's the capacity in this place? Um, it's less than your standard theater because the seats take Bigger, up so much. Yeah. And there's further, the rows in between. Uh, the space s- to walk. Yeah. Like, even if you've got the seat reclined, there's still space to walk. So there's good spacing between yeah. you and the seat in front yeah, of you. I, I, I had to duck out real fast and... There was plenty of room for me to get out with everybody's legs extended out. Yeah, and and you're not going to worry about somebody kicking you in the back of the seat, which you know happens in a lot of the theaters. And mm-hmm. you can actually pre-buy your tickets yeah. online and select your seats. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. it costs Ooh. you a dollar more per ticket to do so. But, it, but, but it's worth the price to Yeah, pay. for you choosing exactly where perfection. you want to be. Because, yeah, even when you go to the window, you are assigned seats. I mean, you yeah. can choose your seats. You can choose your seat. But you but, don't get to switch. Yeah. When you get there, you can there. pick your ticket. You can pick your seat, but you can't pick your nose you or can, your friend's seat. You but you, you, but there they have someone that comes along to pick your nose. Can you pick your friend's seat? But you can't pick your friend's seat. Pick her seat. <laughs> I'm gonna pick at your seat all night, honey. <laughs> See what I find, like a crane game. That really depends on the relationship you have with no, your friends. I suppose. It's true. I suppose. Yeah. And so Jeff and and Michael go to uh, get pizza. Jeff, yeah, just invi- pre-show. Get it, some pizza. Right, invited me along, but I was still working on the show, so I couldn't go. But it really got me into going. Pizza sounds good. Pizza sounds real good. I told you I'd bring some. I know, I know what, and I said no, but but then I started, you know. And then re- you could have texted me or called. Anyway. So when I'm searching the news, uh, Xbox now has a Pizza Hut. Pizza app. Hut up. Yeah, I just saw this. So, so I was like, you know what? This is a good time to use the new technology and use my television to order it? me a goddamn pizza. So yes, I went into the living room, took a moment from prepping the show. Downloaded the app and went through the whole rig and roll. It's just almost like their their online sure. version. If you've yeah. done it, where it's you pick this, don't pick that, whatever. Sure. And they have a deal right now that if up to May sixth, that's fifteen percent off. Uh huh. Oh, nice. Doing it on use the it. Xbox. Yep. So sure. I'm like, and I'm what I'm doing. I'm like, shit. This is the future I dreamed about in the '80s exactly. as a kid. It's I'm a like, little too slow. Yeah, I, I am making my TV order for pizza. Mm-hmm. So yay, and I get in the. the then the checkout and I hit checkout and it says name not identified. Well, how could that be? I just put my name in a thing. And so I went yeah, back. You... It's in there. So fine, fine. So I get that in there. I was like, oh, maybe it wants me to set up an account. So I went and set up an account and so on. And so I set up the whole account. So it's like all my information is there. So when I want pizza, I can just hit it and go. And then so I did. There it is. Then my, it's still in the checkout. So boom, let's do it. And then location ID not found. Fuck. There's... I, as the, the end of the story is I did not get any pizza because the app is broken. You <laughs> you, denied your pizza. You got wing streeted. <laughs> <laughs> you got it right up the wing street. That's what you got. You you got it. Yeah. I think so, wing street is actually when with the wings stop. are delivered. So then I got. Then you get wing street. Then I got excited. So I was like, you know what? I could. I have. I have my online ID set up. I'll just go. Back to the computer where I was in the first goddamn place, and <laughs> do it online. And do it online. So I did that and set it up. And then, then I'm like, I have wasted so much time with the Xbox app. I have now run out of time where it'll be delivered on time to get the show started and me still eat. So I go. had to completely 
Throw it out. Throw it all out the window. There you go. Dude, there's no. pizza in the refrigerator now. Well, now there is. Technology. Because you brought it home because you're a good Technology. man. Technology. So, so I tried Xbox. I tried Pizza Hut. And, and you wouldn't let me have my pizza. So well, I find the same thing with these fucking bullshit apps, man. I can't imagine trying to get something actually physically delivered for payment to your home. I'm having trouble getting XFM to work right half the time. I'm like, or last FM. Like, God no. damn it, you stupid thing. You're a free service. Don't have me reset my password every five minutes. I hate you. I hate trying to uh, trying to keep track of all these online IDs and oh yeah. Why are you using Last F- Use friggin' Pandora. It's so much easier. Last FM, I can just turn on on my Xbox when I'm in my room. I turn on my Xbox. I oh, turn okay. on Last FM and I uh, do my lesson plans. That's how I roll. They yeah, have some nice channels. They have a re- yeah. they have a good they have a couple good channels. They have a good chiptune channel i mean i'm not saying that last fm is terrible but i mean if they're making you do that kind of shit that's... well it was it was a hoop i jumped through last time this last time i turned on it, it saved it and everything was good but if it does it again that's gonna be my last fm last fm uh, <laughs> let's see that's why they call there. it the last fm oh, they're right because you use it and then you're yep. done right, well that's it i've had enough of that bullshit <laughs> Enough of that. Oh, music is getting me fucking down. Music's getting you down. Music's getting me down. How to keep it distributed, have it at hands reach, organized. Fucking sucks. I hate it. Yeah? Yeah. I thought you were like talking the state of music, but no. No, 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 no. The state no, no, of no, digital. No, no. D- digital uh, accumulation and organization of music has me way down. Is that because you started with Apple? Yeah, I started with Apple. It was terrible, and uh, and still, you know... And just there's just I don't have a way yet that feels to me akin enough to looking at my physical media, organizing it the way I want to organizing the way I like it. Random, weird, interesting, however I want to do it. It's just not there yet. And I I can't fight the feeling that I'm missing out on good music that's not being advertised properly on certain channels. And I still hunt for music. I still go to record stores. I just don't, I don't know. I just don't find enough good stuff anymore. Sure. The way I've been discovering music, new music, is uh, there's a program that, that it's now called Audials. It used to be called Radio Tracker. Radio Tracker is mm-hmm. now part of Audials. And what it does is it listens to and records internet radio. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of tell it what radio stations you want it to listen to, record, it'll cut it into tracks. And then you can listen to those tracks as as you please, and then just delete them. As, that sucks. That sucks. And then you'll get something that catches your attention. I've discovered so many bands that the world still hasn't acknowledged. Yeah, I'm doing find this. I'm finding some good stuff. I think what it really ultimately comes down to is ease of purchase and organization for me. That's not there. Yeah. There's there's good music out there. Sure. I got the new mind of self indulgence through their Kickstarter thing just now. It's fantastic. Mm. I thought uh, you said there was good music out there. There is. You know <laughs> you know Keel. You remember Keel Burn. from Trek? Yeah. He and his boys uh, doing uh, Starfucker or STFKR as they okay. go by now. Have you heard some of their new stuff? No. Their new album is fantastic, fantastic stuff. Yes. So big shout out to the Starfucker guys and Keel. Keep rocking, dude. It's fucking so good. Um, but. You know, I bought all that on iTunes, and it's just still just the organization of it all. Just trying yeah. to get it where I want it, be able to listen to every little track, and then select, select out a couple of tracks. It, I don't know. I'm there, just, there, there are a few extra hoops in, in doing that, I guess. But, but I was even looking at I was even looking at a PS3 today, and thinking like maybe I could just put all my music on a PS3. 
And, <laughs> I'm gonna and buy a PS3 why would, do this? Why would you do that? Well, I don't know. <laughs> could I could I then transfer it to a portable of some kind? Probably not. Nope. Yeah, see, that would suck. Yeah, All right, would, so yeah. I didn't I didn't get a PS3 yet. So but I recently the only, got the only one that I can think of that might be up your alley like that would be uh, the Amazon Music. I, I still have. To I say, get some stuff through Amazon. I have no, no I mean, issue with Amazon. They're good. They they, they have a player. Maybe it's they do have a cloud player. The one where like you you basically you rip your own CDs, and then it takes what you have ripped and stores it in the cloud, and then matches up with other things that are similar genre wise. Yeah. So that if you're streaming it on your portable player, you have instant access to everything that you have wherever you are, whatever. As long as whatever your device has internet access, you can listen to your music. I see. And then it also suggests things that you might like, and then gives you the option to either purchase it or... I have not played with it, so I don't know how good it works. I think what it really comes down to, I don't want the cloud solution. I am just anxious for the micro 8,000 gigabit, super terabit, you know... Chip plugged into your brain. Well, not even that. Just just something I can... Like, I could have it all on a little square... (laughs) Like the size of the you know, iPod Shuffle, just have everything ever made. My car, my car actually kind of solved that problem for me. Yeah, because it has a USB interface, mm-hmm. and you can take any flash drive, fill it with music, stick it in the USB and interface, it goes right and it goes it? right to the radio. Oh, that's great! And it's all there. You can randomize it or look. Anne has file. that on her new car. It's she just brilliant. got a new car, and it's really nice. And yeah, same kind of thing. Uh, I didn't realize we could do that. Just any kind of music file. Yeah. Well, uh, I th- has to be an MP3. I don't think so. I think it, it also MP4 or uh, MP4. I think I know wave files are available. Wow. Um, I, don't, I don't know if AAC files are there. But maybe. Mm. I think so because it reads iPods. That's pretty fucking dope. See, so that's the kind of thing I'm getting at. So then, why aren't there lots of those players? Why aren't there handheld players that can just take a a USB interface and roll. That's a fine question. Like seriously, like right? Uh, is that not a thing? I, I wonder yeah. if it's because iPod has such a grasp over the whole industry and its but technology. But can't you break that with a good model like that? Uh, people have tried, and uh, I don't know if that who people. Pr- uh, I, well, Microsoft for one. Well, <laughs> Zoom, yeah, my Zoom, ass. Zoom, yeah. but Zoom was just trying to ape yeah. Apple right. in so many ways. And iRiver tried for a while. I'm saying sell a device without Samsung. any proprietary stuff. You know, they real have they've open tried out this. there. But even more, I think it needs to be something that takes a USB right Wasn't into the it. Like real a player? USB lives in there, or, yeah, or, or, or like out. a mini SD or something, like that. or a flash, yeah. something. Yeah, a flash these, drive. These, should have these devices are out there. Yeah, they, they are not. They are not huge sellers because everybody gets into their mind. Oh, I have to get an iPod. It's like it's like when we were kids and everybody had to have a Walkman. If you didn't have a a Walkman, well, I did have a Walkman portable player. I had an My Iowa. Sportsman was the bomb. I had an Iowa AM FM CD or excuse me AM FM cassette player and I loved the thing and it was like half the price of the Sony Walkman but everybody was like no you got to get a Walkman you got to get the Walkman Mine brand, was a long man. way down the road but it was a Sportsman it was badass yellow fucking flipped on itself had right. a fucking <laughs> closey little case thing it was slick Auto as reverse shit play so you didn't ever have to so take the tape out So fucking good it man that thing was so fucking good but it's 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 Top they've got the, the public. Cheap I mean, too. Apple spends billions mm-hmm. of dollars a year to get people to go. If you need a portable music player, yeah, I you know. have to have an iPod. I know. And there are other options that are out there that are better that there don't use iTunes. That's fucked. My up. dad had one like several years ago. That was literally it was mm-hmm. it was about mm-hmm. the same, it was just slightly larger than the iPod Nano, and it had little USB cable. You plugged it directly in the computer. 
you drag you said okay here are the music files I want you dragged it right on there copied it right in and mm. it played beautifully yeah. in fact just about every mp3 player that you can buy that isn't an iPod works with Windows Media Player that way yeah yeah and real it's, easy to they're use. super simple to use and it 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 I pains th- me that that some of these devices, the most difficult devices that are u- to use are the ones that are the most popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The iPods. I, I remember trying to help somebody configure their iPod mm-hmm. one time, and I was just like, oh, yeah. I can't. This, Take it to the yeah. genius. It's, it's really, I, I've had to step away from iPods, too. It was like, I can't deal with your iPod. Mm-hmm. I really yeah. can't. Because like, if, if I try to sync it to my computer to fix it, it's going to erase everything on your iPod. Yeah, it's yeah. fucked up, man. <laughs> yeah. It's fucked it's up. Like, I want to be able to s- highlight all the songs that I have and just drag it in there like my old MP3 player. It's the combination of like iTunes and iPod. People think music player, and maybe they're not thinking iPod. But how do they get their music? iTunes. Well, some people love their loop. iPods and they hate iTunes. And I'm like, but yeah. you have to have yeah, it's yeah. it's a, iTunes a to use your I'm iPod. I'm in that camp. I like I like my iPod. I've had it for years. It does me well. But it's just yeah, yeah, and it it just yeah, not running on a native native Apple system just fucking fucks yeah. it up. Yep. Had a crash on my computer just the other day when I was running. Playing Apple, playing iTunes, and she goes blah 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 blah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> that's a fun sound. sound. Wait, that sounds really like does. the music you normally yeah, listen that's to. That's well, I know it wasn't that far off, but yeah. <laughs> I think the thing, one of the things that kills me too, is like because you have a piece of hardware that is so popular and is so dependent on software that is really broken and terrible and that everybody hates. I have yet to meet an iPod or iPhone owner that loves iTunes. They all tell me I love my iPhone, I love my iPod, I love it is, but I hate iTunes. And it's every camp. single person. They're like, it's always that, but I hate iTunes. And I'm like, well, why don't you get a device that doesn't use iTunes? They're but very by that easy time, to they've use. Got you. They're like, well, I've al- I've already got exactly hundreds of dollars worth of stuff purchased through iTunes. And he's like, but yep. you can take the music with you. He's like, well, it's not the music, it's the videos and everything else that no, I've I bought. See, I don't buy yeah. any of that yeah, shit. Fuck the TV yeah. shows and nope. they're, like, they're telling, they're running this long list of you know, the, and then apps that they can't take with them to another device. And I'm like, well, I guess you're kind of stuck then. Yeah, and that's, that's how they get you. Yeah, All right. and it bothers me. Why, why does Apple not spend more time and effort to improve <laughs> the interface? Well, I don't think they can. It's like it's like they've got you chained at the ankle already, and they're like, "There's no reason it's, for it's us to fix like it." It's not like it's hurting their market share. No, it's true. It's not. So they have well, no they reason did, to change. Didn't it. they recently try to fix the whole iTunes thing? They um, separated stuff out, and I will say, because I'm an iPad user, I have to use it as well. Mm-hmm. It's easier than it was, but I still would never buy any music on it or buy any yeah. videos. App, I'll use it for the apps day and night. I'll use it for my iBooks. That's fine, but anything else, I won't even attempt it. Yeah. So. We got to start the show yes. proper. And uh, uh, before we do, I want to thank everybody out there who went to UrbanDictionary.com yes. and gave a thumbs up to Glappy. We are the number one definition, uh, definition for Glappy. Fantastic. Yep. We and have more thumbs up. And not only that, they went and thumbed down all the other ones, too. <laughs> yeah, you guys really came out. There was really one that I looked yeah. at, had like four thumbs up and like 34 thumbs down. <laughs> I was like, Wow. Well yeah. done. Well done, so, audience. Geek and, Shakarama. And keep, if you haven't done it already, go to UrbanDictionary.com, look up the word glappy, and please give us a thumbs up on the uh, definition. Not, it's, it's our legacy. And it's again, the ugly couch legacy. legacy. Yeah. <laughs> and again, a special thanks to Professor Biggs for that submission on that. Yes, yeah, indeed. Good job, yeah. Biggsy. Nicely done, guys. Hilarious. So that can bring us to news you don't give a shit about. All right. Yeah. Let's see. 
Let's see, Let's see if we give some shits. Oh, this one you'll definitely have to be given. about this. You got, no, you got no shits to give. Here we go. We'll see. Uh, thank goodness somebody is watching The 700 Club. Oh, I, what? I know this People fucking story. This Otherwise, story. we'd have completely missed out on this, Jim. Recently, uh, Pat Robertson was asked the following question on his show. Is it safe for a Christian to enjoy video games that have magic in them if the person playing the game is not practicing the oh, magic? Oh, Christ. We were just talking about this at dinner with right, D&D yeah. and talking growing up D&D. in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Someone wanted to know how to approach gaming from this specific perspective. They thought Robertson could provide the answer. Uh, the person's wrong because instead of talking <laughs> about video games, Robertson busted out Dungeons and Dragons. Robertson, now I, I had to actually, there's no transcription. I sat you listened watch it? and transcribed what he said. Because it's just so Robertson. Quote, I think the idea here is not how close can I get to danger, but uh, how far away I can stay from it. I don't know what game you're talking about. (laughs) I know there's one called Dungeons and Dragons that literally destroyed people's lives. (laughs) I mean, they got into this and they they was almost, I mean, it was like demonic. Um, I don't know about what game you're talking about. But if it's based on magic and the occult, that's how he said it, occult, mm-hmm. that sort of thing, stay away from it. There are other games you can play, but don't don't get into that. Is it wrong or not wrong? I think that we should flee from evil. Unquote. Now, Robertson claims uh, D&D destroyed people's lives. That never actually happened. Uh, maybe he was thinking about the 1982 classic Tom Hanks TV movie, Mazes and Monsters, mm-hmm. which radically fictionalized the disappearance of James Dallas Egbert III. Uh, yeah, uh, D&D had nothing to do with the real-life event. Turns out Mazes and Monsters was a universally panned and thinly veiled piece of propaganda and something we've known about for three decades at He's this point. He's 80-something yeah. now. Is he going to die soon? <laughs> No, he's he's too he's too beloved by the Lord. <laughs> Actually, um, it, it doesn't matter. Somebody will just take his place. Yeah, he's well, he's pretty rotten. Uh, now, it, it, <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll dry up a little bit, but he's just. But he's he's said so many horrible things. Oh, in the last oh couple yeah, of years. That, that's what yeah. I, I, I had to get the whole recently, quote because yeah. I think we should flee from evil. Some of the things that come out of his that man's mouth. Yeah, he's is said evil. some terrible. Yeah. terrible <laughs> his terrible first name stuff. is Marion. Marion <laughs> Gordon Robertson. That's that, that's, where, that's where he did. It all makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, you just can't. You can't even. I don't even want to give him any airtime. Just doesn't make any sense. He has no idea what he's talking about. It's hey, fine. I think it's fun to point. But that. I'll say what it what it what it really comes down to is <laughs> he wants people to leave magic alone because anything that refers to magic because. Don't you dare get involved with some other cool imaginary power. <laughs> I want you on giving all your money to my imaginary power. Right? If you realize that all my stuff is hokum and wookie woo too, then you're going to be like, well, why not? Why don't I just play some card games with friends in the basement? That could be just as fulfilling and, and spiritually uplifting. Oh, boy. I don't want anybody competing with my imaginary friend. That's right, it. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, I don't expect the 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 elderly to fully get the modern technologies. But when the guys ask a question about video games and you go to right tabletop, to tabletop yeah. no, role he's, playing from he's, the early he's, 80s. He's early 80s. That's yeah. where he, that's where he's locked in. Yeah. That's but where he lives still. But that's the same argument essentially that he had back then when all of the Bible thumpers were railing against Dungeons and Dragons. Because right. magic just, leads to real magic. Michael and I were just talking about this. We were talking about this at, talking about this at, dinner, at yeah. dinner because I'm like, it's like growing up in the Midwest, and I'm sure you experienced this too because you were 
in that same general area, you know, everybody thought D&D was evil and all the, the, the religious people were like, you cannot let your children play this. You cannot let your children own this stuff. You know, it's the devil's tool. I remember even my mom not necessarily being a strong vocal advocate of it, but saying that I think it's a gateway to the devil's work one time and that was the last I ever heard of it. I was not allowed to own the books. I had friends that did and I, you know, would play that you, at their places. Will you allow but, me to trump you in this play? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Go right ahead. My mother took away my Dungeons & Dragons really? because she was afraid of the effect that it was having on me. I, I knew your mom was against it. I didn't know she took I was forbidden to play Dungeons & Dragons after I'd played it for you know a couple of years, whatever, because uh, I got into it kind of young, like tweens area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember her specifically telling my grandmother that, dude, make sure that he does not play any Dungeons & Dragons while you're watching him, <laughs> while we're gone. So I'd pull out, uh, you know, games like Tunnels and Trolls. <laughs> or the James Bond role-playing game at the time. And she'd be like, you're not allowed to be playing that. No, that's Dungeons and Dragons, Grandma. This is Tunnels and Trolls. This is different. Totally different. <laughs> Plus, See, Grandma I was lucky. Care. My mother actually played Dungeons and Dragons. So when, it, when I was growing up and getting the books and everything, she was all for it. Oh, I think she supported me. I think the thing that actually sold it was actually due to the church in a, in a similar regard because I brought it with me on a church outing with, uh, the, with the group, you know. Yeah. And the pastor was curious and got in on it and joined our D and D game. There you go. <laughs> and so when I could nice. say, "Hey, Pastor Mark plays it with me," all right, and that kind of sealed the deal. Pastor Mark also touched you in the uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't know Pastor Mark. Pastor, some, you need an in. You need an in. <laughs> and an out. And an in. Ick. And an out. And an in. Ick. Ick. Gross. <laughs> it's all pretend. Everything is pretend. Right. Everything is imaginary. Even the things, some of the things you think are real. Pretty, pretty it's pretend. all pretend. Yeah, it's just it's like the pretend. Sarah Silverman uh, comedy special, Jesus is Magic. You ever watch that yep. one? She she pretty much lays it out right in the act. It's like, it's all magic. You know, all the, this power and that power. And it's like, wow. It's pretty funny. It is pretty funny. News you don't give a shit about. Reality TV is apparently quite popular in China. So to generate some buzz for the Transformers sequel... Paramount has announced it will host a reality competition to determine some of the Chinese cast members. The film um, uh, is a Chinese co-production, an approach many studios are taken to have big-budget tentpoles appeal to the extremely lucrative international market. Uh, The TV show is called Transformers for Chinese Actor Talent Search. (laughs) That's... I'm sure the translation it sounds much more beautiful. <laughs> Super probably happy American fun time. <laughs> the show will be a talent competition with four winners. Two will be actors, while the other two will be amateurs, and all four will join quote a number of talented Chinese actors and actresses in the film. Now Bear is driving car. No way. <laughs> <laughs> How can this be? <laughs> well, that's Korean. Those are the Korean animators. I know, but you know. so <laughs> that's all I got. Damn it! There you go, China. This is your chance to be in the next Transformers. Movie, because everybody wants that, <laughs> needs that. Please help! I'm not a cop car that turned into a robot. I'm a man in jail. <laughs> Please help me. 
Creed. He's been all about the callbacks the last I'm couple of weeks. I'm not Starscream. And I don't know if I'm a major. <laughs> but it kind of works in the same regard. The Michael Bay has officially rechanged the name of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles back to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Officially. Oh, did he? Yeah. Good. So it's, Dummy. Yeah. <laughs> just he just side. had some weird shit where he was apologizing for Armageddon and then he undid that. Yeah. What the fuck is going on with this guy? He got some issues, man. He got some real issues. He's been I don't care. Me, I, I don't care. This turtle thing, I don't care. The new cartoon is good. The new action figures are good. As long as the toys are interesting. The comic book. The Lego set's kind of awesome. crap. Legos? You know sets are cool. Yep. God, who was it? Somebody the other day, we were like walking by a movie theater, and there was a poster for this. The Rock and... Uh, uh, Ed Wahlberg? Wahlberg picture, Pain and Game. Hard Knock. Oh, Pain and Game is yeah. what we called, yeah. And like, I was like, oh, that looked good. I want to see that. And I'm like, it's a Michael Bay film. And they're like, what? We said, were, it's uh, fucking Michael Bay. It's like, oh, fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> we were sitting wow. here. Like, we were sitting here watching something on TV, and I saw mm-hmm. I saw the trailer come on. And I was like, ah, that actually looks kind of funny. And then you're like, it's Michael Bay. And I'm like, oh, fuck that thing. <laughs> Jeez. I don't know. Mind. I heard mixed things on it, so I don't know. I I don't watch anything anymore. Hey Rock, how you doing? I watch Battlestar Galactica. Not, not <laughs> Battlestar Galactica. Buck Rogers. Buck Rogers. I watch I watch fucking bullshit from the eighties. I'm all I'm watching anymore is stuff that I've seen before. <laughs> and now that and watching. now that you've seen the the long theatrical opening with the song that was on the featured on our show last week, I've got to go buy that DVD set because <laughs> oh, that is hot business. Well, now you at least know why it sounded like it was oh. it was chopped to hell. Aaron because Gray. they, was yeah, no, they I get it. did yeah, chop it to hell. Aaron Gray, all mm, day long, business. all day long, even now, all day long. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like what you're saying. No, we all need a moment now. Yeah. Do you know what that is? Maybe <laughs> <laughs> you don't give a shit about uh, EA, ever eager to get out of our good graces, has released its first round of SimCity DLC, but you can only get it by buying Crest Toothpaste. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding? Me? Specially marked Oral B and Crest products in the U.S. will earn SimCity players the Attraction Set DLC, which delivers five new buildings for virtual cities. Does it come with the cavity creeps? Do they come in and wreck, <laughs> up your, wreck your you town? Know what? I, I, we make holes in streets. I guess I could forgive it more if it, if it did have that sort of aspect great. to it. Yeah, uh, like but, some kind of fluoride protection for your. For your zit, your buildings or something, but the, I think like the biggest ball of twine, in Minnesota is one of them, and Dumb. yeah, just the I don't know. It's ball of twine in the Minnesota. first DLC they announced, and it's a, it's a, it's a Yaris connection. I, yeah, look, EA is very concerned about the health of uh, America's sure teeth. They're concerned about the health and, of uh, uh, Crest paycheck. And, EA yeah, well. is very concerned about nothing. <laughs> Apparently, like, yeah, we're EA. Fuck you. That's that's literally what I get from them. It's like it was my PR firm that did their, their stuff. It's like, it's, like, it's like, oh, yeah? Well, we're EA. Fuck off. Kind of. Sorry. Like. What are you going to do? Our cock is so firmly planted up your ass, you can't get it out with anything. <laughs> they don't care. Not even a crane. Nope. And that gives us a weekend geek. Oh, thank God. Yay. Beginning with 2015 with J.J. Uh, Abrams' Star Wars Episode Seven. Disney is planning to release a new Star Wars film every summer for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Disney made the announcement at CinemaCon in Vegas last week, saying they'll offer up a new Star Wars every summer, with the schedule alternating between the new trilogy and the proposed standalone films. Basically, we get a proper episode every other year with standalone universe stories in between. 
Uh, with at least six movies apparently coming down the pike, Disney seems more than ready to make use of their latest investment. So, new Kinda Star Wars every yeah. year. How do you feel about that? Fine. I'm just wondering yeah. if it's going to become so saturated that it's just going to water everything down to the right. I mean, but, but, but the but the same the argument could be made for the Marvel movies, which sure. have now become m- multiple stories per which year. That's true. That's true. I don't think they can do any more damage than the original trilogy did, as far as watering down that brand or hurting it. You mean the new trilogy? The, the, that's what I meant. The new trilogy. Okay. The, the, the original. I meant the the original stories or whatever. I don't <laughs> know. Which only, only one way to go, and that's up, right? That's that's kind of my way of thinking. But at the same time, they can burn it all down. It doesn't matter. Those three films are there forever. Oh, that's true. Forever, yep. and it's yeah. done. Yeah. And as far as I'm concerned, the original trilogy barely, or the you know the new trilogy barely exists. It's barely a blip on the radar. I've gotten to the point where I take elements of it and have recreated my own fiction of how it all went down. There are there actually are some great videos of like. <laughs> How re-edits. Yeah, re-edits of how Phantom Menace could have been good. Oh, there's so many things that could yeah. have been awesome. Yeah. Have so you run into this awesome. too? Like, I, I run into people like at, at work or wherever that are in their 20s, and they've seen the new trilogy mm-hmm. in the theaters, but they still have no idea about episodes four, five, and six. And I'm like, how do you not know about the original trilogy? He's like, well, I, I saw the three in the theaters. There's more? And I'm like, oh my God, Yes. I don't, I don't run, believe I don't your story. Those I don't believe your story. It's absolutely true. No, I'm sure you're right. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sure you're right. Now, the one exception that I will grant to this is that this uh, friend of mine is like from Serbia. Like he moved well, there here, you go. Well, and that, he's okay. he's just not familiar no, with yeah. the original. But he's the one exception. The the other people that I run into that have, that have this phenomenon, I just it, it boggles my mind. I'm like, it started well, in 1977. I hate to be the voice of reason. Oh shit. But there's lots of people who don't give a fuck about any of this shit. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and just don't understand at all why we do give a fuck That's about true any too. of this shit. You know what I mean? I'm wearing a Stormtrooper jacket and my car is decorated like one. I have the problem. Not the other people who have ignored this crap for years <laughs> and been like, whatever, it's the popcorn afternoon. Fuck it. I'm going back home to watch the footballs. Whatever, I'm done. I was in for a minute and I'm through. We're done here. Yeah, it's all about 18 lightsabers. That's good. That's a good count. I say that's worth Okay, 18 lightsabers. I pay $10 to go see the movie. I come out ahead. <laughs> that is less than a dollar a saber if you do math. And I do, and there you go. Fucking value. I'm gone. <laughs> Thank you very much for the entertaining afternoon. Gazong! <laughs> Are you okay, Carl? Why? I'm fine. What the fuck? What the fuck, Fry Man? Everything's good. <laughs> I just don't give a goddamn about a Jedi making love to some baby. <laughs> I didn't pay to see that shit. I don't understand it. I didn't either. That's why I left. And once that part of the movie started, I was gone. <laughs> and you know me, I could I could have some pretty twisted shit. <laughs> it's got to be pretty freaking weird to get me off anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> After years at 20th Century Fox, which included one ill-fated feature film a decade ago, the film rights to Marvel Comics' blind superhero Daredevil has officially returned to Marvel Studios. Marvel's president of production, Kevin Feige, confirmed that the rights are indeed back with the company during an Iron Man 3 press junket. Yeah! 
Well, that's good. What I like to it? see it all Who over knows? the wheelhouse. Yeah. Let's let, let them uh, have access to it in, in different movies and stuff. So it's good. <laughs> like you just Daredevil it, in the next tagline, we fixed it. Yeah. <laughs> you think if it had a better story and or maybe director that it would have been okay with Affleck what, what in the lead just, role. What are you saying? No, I, 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 I've, I've heard a lot of... I think if they had a new script and a different director, maybe a different, different actor. Version. No, no, no. What I'm saying is... is <laughs> Okay, what I'm saying is this is a planet populated entirely by frogmen <laughs> where they eat grapes before every meal. Uh, that's just their standard fare. The beverage of choice is actually fruit juice with pepper in it. Don't ask me why. Okay, tables are only two feet tall. That's a rule across the board. <laughs> people sleep upside down. Well, frog people sleep upside down. They suspend themselves from the ceiling using leftover chewing gum. That's how it works. In that world, do you think Ben Affleck's movie? <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> there just have saying. been people that have blamed Affleck's portrayal of the character I don't as think... being the reason that the movie was so bad. And no, I, I don't I, think... I, was the I, bomb in Phantoms, yo? <laughs> nice. I watched the movie. The, the movie was on uh, TV a couple of weeks ago, and I watched about half an hour of it, and I sat there thinking to myself, it's like, I don't think it's the actors in the movie, because it's got a decent pedigree of actors in it. Yeah. yeah. I th- it, it, just, it just seemed like movie. it was... Yeah, it, it's it's terribly written, and I think to their credit, these actors are doing what they can with what they have. Yeah. But it it's almost too campy, cartoony, over the top. <laughs> right. it, it's it, very Batman and Robin. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, yeah. Comic book movies had moved on by that point. Yeah, with with X Men right. launching the first salvo. Sure, yeah. um, but they were still in that '90s style comic mm-hmm. book because it was movie. shot very realistically overall. Like, you know, you're in the real world. This is just a guy that, you know, has developed this, you know, extra skill. But it just, it just, the way that all of the characters were presented was like, it's like watching a cartoon version of Daredevil, not the comic book version. Yeah. For the most part, I don't blame the actors for any of their parts. Uh, Colin Farrell seemed like he was... uh, a little chewy, a little chewy, yeah. A little chewy. Did he was he trying to do be a vato? <laughs> yeah, is that, you, you is didn't notice that. Right? He was trying to you be a baby Wookiee. Was he like? As I haven't seen the movie. Was he like? Did he play it like? A, he was a trying vato? to be David Caruso. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Like, if he played it like, like hey, little chewy, <laughs> hey, the devil, hey, <laughs> you know what you can't see? How I'm gonna kick your ass? <laughs> I never miss. I say that's right. Hey. Hey, the devil! Why don't you go somewhere else, huh? There, Diablo. Want you around here, huh? When you gonna understand that you and Jennifer Gardner need to pack it the fuck up and get out of here with your alias big ears? You can't hide those ears under that durag, bitch. <laughs> I can see. Uh, you can't see there, devil. If you could see her ears, you would be like, I ain't dating Dumbo no more. I ain't going <laughs> <out> <laughs> <with> her again. <laughs> You got two kids with her? Fuck, man. <laughs> you better watch out. If there's a strong wind, your babies is going to go flying out the door. <laughs> I say, say that, too. <laughs> <laughs> you 
Stone Stone Gus, they're gonna fly away, man. Yeah, well, like, you don't have to they get them over no, the rainbow. You don't have to get them no blankets for sleeping. They just wrap them up in their ears, man. <laughs> they wake up in Oz, man. Yeah, man. You drink up, folks. Babies, <laughs> babies is gonna get lost, their devil. You did it too, though. Yeah, I did. <laughs> drink. Todd's the lone holdout. <laughs> Come on, Todd. No, I, I, I think bullshit. I think if you could listen back, I was one of the first person to say something, and I stopped. Oh, okay. Oh, the upcoming expansion. It's no worse than fucking. Oh, we have to sign this trade agreement. <laughs> that's, that's a fine point. You damn right, it's a fine. Oh, point. we still gonna die? That was the worst shit ever. I couldn't believe what I saw. Yeah. Oh, I saw that movie seven times in the theater. <laughs> wow. We I didn't have a Star Wars theater. movie for so long. That's what it was. We wanted. We wanted it I so wanted bad it to be great, and yeah. it was terrible. And yep. I still wanted it to be great. There's fucking, there's a certain mindset on that. It's like if uh, I see it a few more times, maybe I missed something and maybe it'll be great. Well, and surely it's, that's happened with all of us where we've seen a movie once, been like, meh, seen it again. It was like, wow. Well, it's the stages of grief. You were in the denial stage. Not even that. Just like, yeah, well, yes. I mean, well, for, as far bargaining. as that film was concerned, yeah. <laughs> denial was, slash yeah. bargaining. If I see it again, maybe it'll be better. If <laughs> I see it again, bargaining. maybe it'll be better. I'll buy more tickets to the movie, George. I bought so Just many make things, it, toys, everything. Make my memory better. I got my girlfriend at the time, a little stuffed Jar Jar. She loved it. She loved it. Three years later, she was hating on Jar Jar so bad. And I'm like, but you love this guy. Wasn't yeah. it you, Paul, that had the, the, the action figure, the the Anakin figure? No, not the Anakin, the... The yeah, Django fit where the head popped off, yeah, and you were like, the, "Well, well fucking spoilerific." Yeah, it was, the same, well, it was. It was. It was. Anakin. It was the Anakin, was Anakin? that they sold before Episode Two, and yeah, his arm comes off, and it's just like, <laughs> "Fuck you, toy makers." Oh, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. I've rarely seen Paul this angry. Like he was sitting there, like we're we're at this uh, this lounge, this restaurant slash lounge, is the late night food place. And we're all crowded. The, the yums were there too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're all sitting there and he's like pulling open. He's like delicately pulling open the package of the toy and he pulls the figure out and thump. This arm falls on the table and he goes, well, fuck. Color me fucking spoilerific or some stupid, <laughs> something like that. I mean, he was a lot more eloquent than I'm being here. But it was one of those things is like the, the, the anger and it was, was palatable. At that point, <laughs> he was so furious. He's like, "Fuck!" Because mm-hmm. I do. I mean, I try and keep myself in the dark on these sci-fi things, on these movies, big time. I haven't seen anything for the new Star Trek movie. I see a few things. I can't help but see a poster where they're showing me this, and I'm like, "Well, thanks." Oh, fucking shit! They show on those posters. Ugh. I'm not even gonna say it. Don't watch the the no, last I trailer. Any oh, of it. I know it. That's a. I watch. I'm like I'm seeing trailer. a lot of movie here. Yeah, no, thank yeah. you. But they have to do that because everyone's dumb. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I can't argue that. That's what they have to do. We oh. have to show you the best parts, otherwise you won't see the other parts. Yep. I don't know. This movie looked a little slow going. <laughs> I don't think this is really going to grab my attention from the get-go. I'm going to hold back my judgment. (laughs) You know what? This is a definite DVD rental. DVD for me, thank you. Are you drunk yet, folks? (laughs) That's every... That's movie going public. That's what that is. Oh, God. God. The upcoming X-Men spinoff, The Wolverine. 
is yes. building a lot of buzz among sci-fi fans. So much, in fact, that the studio is having trouble keeping promo posters on the streets. Collider spoke with Fox's chief creative officer, Tony Sella, who said that more than half of the posters they've rolled out in the wild have been stolen. It's become such an issue that the studio has decided to bite the bullet and replace all those missing posters, many of which disappeared from bus shelter advertising walls. It's a good problem to have in a way because it shows fans have an unhealthy passion for the flick, but it's also cutting into the advertising budget if half the posters they ponied up for have come up missing. Yeah, I'm sure that a news story that has broken wide has cost them dear advertising. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, we're talking about it right here. Oh, guys, my heart bleeds. You're having your fucking movie posters stolen? Oh. It's probably just a bunch of dumb hooligans anyway. And who cares about a Wolverine movie? Who? I care, I care about the Wolverine movie. You're wrong to do it. <laughs> well, I've, no, I want actually, a good Wolverine yeah, movie. I, I want, uh, I want you redemption. You want a good one? Yeah. yeah. I want a good one. With the track record it has, you hold on hope for one? From what I've seen, I have hope. So what if it comes out it is, and it's it is, good it, and it, it, they're one and one in Wolverine same. movies? I will return judgment <laughs> when it's actually in my eyes. As of now, I can't think one way or the other. Wolverine is a big question mark right now. Maybe, Wolverine. Maybe. It is my hope. And the hope of bunk hopes. <laughs> <laughs> that lessons have been learned from the Marvel films. I don't believe it for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> the only lesson learned is profit, profit, profit. Well, you're gonna want to pause now, sober up a little bit <laughs> before you come back to us. Wolverine, well played, poster stealer. Insert tec- <laughs> uh, technical difficulties, please stand by. Card. <laughs> Very suave. Elevator, elevator music. Futurama debuted in 1999. We mourned when it was canceled the first time in 2003. Danced with joy when it came back in uh, 2007. Uh, Now we must mourn again. Futurama will conclude at the end of this year. Maybe. Right. With the second half of the seventh season due to air this summer, creators Matt Groening and Dave Cohen aren't exactly surprised their time at Comedy Central has run out, says Cohen. I felt like we were already in the bonus round on these last couple of seasons, so I can't say I was devastated by the news, unquote. Cohen is referring to the surprise that the show has not only found success with a number of direct-to-DVD releases, but then renewed for another two successive seasons afterwards. Futurama stands out as one of the best examples of a show being brought back from the dead on a new network. The show promises a strong final 13-episode run, which will include guest voices of Larry Bird, Sarah Silverman, George Takei, Adam West, Dan Castaneda, and Burt Ward. Cohen calls it, quote, our best last season ever, ever, unquote. As for whether the show will find yet another home post-cancellation, Matt Groening says, perhaps Futurama will return in another, in another form on the Internet or as a puppet show in the park, or maybe as a puppet show on the park on the Internet, unquote. Considering the success the show has found on Netflix, you never know. Yeah, it, it's, yeah it, could, it could very well be on Netflix before you know it. Because that's you know? highly watched on yep. Netflix. What do you think is the, the detriment? It's such a good show. I mean, is it just too heady just for ra- the, yeah, it's the, ratings. the it's average it's, it's ratings. viewer? It's, yeah, and it's, it's, you know. Because South Park has heady stories, but they're also yes, mixed it in but it with, has a, poop with the satire. It's but punctuated. that's true. 
it's just their formula is different. They punctuate it with a lot more little sky stuff. Uh, they don't do the Futurama, lowest common denominator stuff. Futurama like, has. And I was reading stuff about it today, and it's and they're right. You know, Futurama. It's almost like it's being written by manic depressives, and there's some really sad storylines going on there, and it's not a good outlook for how humanity's going to go. You know, yeah. and so there's a there's a lot of really dark undertones, which is great. You know, it's cool dark fiction, but. It's hard to get through for a lot of people sometimes. It touches on some some good stuff, and I think the characters uh, actually have some resonance and some humanity about them. It's it's different, you know. You you can see Bender blow up a thousand different ways, but if really <laughs> horrible things happen to some of the other characters, you get a little a little sad. It's just it's not as easy for them to pull that uh, wackadoo stuff. I don't, but they still do. Yeah. It's still wackadoo. I don't know what the reason is exactly. I think you got a point there with the darkness, because I mean. I love dark comedies, mm-hmm. but the average viewer does not. Sure. And there are elements of that show that are very dark comedy. I mean, there's elements I mean, of Family Guy that are really yeah. dark, but well, it's all sure. just punctuated with a, a, such a, a more rapid pace right. and, uh, and and so much more vulgarity thrown in. I love, I still love Family Guy too, but, you know, I don't know. Yeah. And I, you know, I, it still has given me my favorite line ever in an animated series. That I use frequently in public is the, I don't want to live on this planet anymore. Ah, uh, yeah. Because yeah. there are times somebody will say something meme. to me, or yes, I will is. overhear a conversation, and that's the first thing that pops into my head. It's like, oh, my brain, it hurts. Well, I don't want to live on this back, planet anymore. Mr. Mama. Well, <laughs> if you come back, can't you do good? You will. Disney will buy them and we'll get a Futurama movie a year. No, Disney won't buy them. Fox will never <laughs> let that property yeah. go. Well, I guess they did let it go, didn't they? Well, but they still own the, they rights, own the rights to it, even though they, it was on yeah, Comedy yeah, Central. Yeah. But, I mean, that's that's a... I have almost all of the issues of the comic book, which is still excellently written and very funny every time. So, that property weren't, is not going to go away. Weren't anytime. several of the writers on the show actually involved in the comics, too? Yeah, for a while there, when they first got canceled, too, a couple of those comic books were really pretty much just like lost episodes. You could look at them that way, I think. Nice. They, I think a couple of those kind of really got some ideas that were hot for the for the cooker that kind of got put aside, and they're like, well, we're never going to be able to put it on air. Let's just make a comic book out of it. And So there's a couple of really... I mean, it's still consistently a really funny book, but uh, yeah. Futurama comic book. Look into it. If you don't get it, it's good. Gee, bars. I wonder how I'm going to get through them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bender. <laughs> Issue 60-something right now. 67, wow. 66. I didn't realize they were that. Yeah, it's been going for a long time. Hmm. For you toy collectors, here's an official annou- announcement from Toy Makers Super 7. Quote, in 1979, <laughs> prototypes for three and three-quarter action figures for the Alien film were developed but never manufactured. Through our network of industry and collector contacts, Super 7 has unearthed reference material and original 34-year-old prototypes and will now make these lost toys a reality. Under authorization from 20th Century Fox, Super 7 will produce the full series of Alien toys as part of our reaction figure series, Retro Action. Each is stylized exactly as items from the golden age of action figures with approximately five points of articulation, accessories, and period authentic blister card packaging. There is the alien, or big chap, with removable transparent dome, extendable jaws, and glow-in-the-dark head, Ripley with flamethrower, Ash with motion detector, Dallas with flamethrower, and Kane in Nostromo spacesuit with removable helmet and transparent visor. 
These retro alien toys are due for delivery in August slash September and sell for $19.99 each. Pre-orders will launch at the San Diego Comic-Con in July. That's really interesting. They referenced that, uh, not specifically the three and three quarter inch action figures, but uh, they referenced the alien toy line in that episode of Toy Hunter last year. Yes, that's year, right. Where he was talking about, you know, they had the, the shoot game the, mm-hmm. with the little bell on it where you hit the hands and they flip back. And he said that, yeah, they it's like after the movie was finished, Fox didn't know what to do with all the merchandising they had in the pipe. It's such an evil, crazy, dark was, Well, yeah, because it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a horror film. Yeah. And it was rated R, right? Yeah. When it came out. So, yeah. you know, what are they going to do with all this merchandising? A lot of it never got produced. And he says that on the show. And I, I, and now that this has come out, I'm like, oh, that's interesting because I didn't know that there were yeah. three, good three quarter inch figures. And they're good looking. I mean, they, they, I mean, they, they look, look like they're like... from their period. <laughs> Yeah, if you're now, if you're looking for figures, something that right? looks that kind of retro, I mean, if you remember the Clash of the Titans or Tron figures, you're you got yeah, the old Star Wars exactly, figures. It looks like the Battlestar Galactica figures, the old Battlestar oh, Galactica. God, figures. Yeah, those were horrible. <laughs> yeah, that's what it looks like. It looks like those. It's like this is Starbucks. When I saw those, it looked like those. They're not terrible, but I don't know. They're, they're just not of, very detailed. And not I, at it, all. It's, no, it's partly because we're so. Right, toys have changed since we're, we're, we're so we're used so, to like the McFarlane yeah. toy line. There's a kitsch, yeah. there's a kitsch value to it, but I'm spoiled. I'm a four horseman purist. Well, yeah, McFarlane say, so and the whole thing they've the changed it now. Yeah, and I mean, I'm used to paying high dollar for my figures. He, the He Man figures are thirty bucks a pop now. It's just the prices are going up, up, up. It's pretty soon. It's going to be really hard to collect toys at all. But. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. There's just part of me that's like, go re-sculpt, make something new. But those figures have already come out. The, the, the but there's not been look any at, really good-looking alien figures. Oh, yes, there well, has. What, the the, the, the Mc, high-end ones? No, the McFarlane Monster series McFarlane had a well, okay. really good alien. Yes. There yes. was a... What was it for? Aliens? Wasn't mm-hmm. there a series of toys that came out? Have you seen a really good Ripley, for, though? Have you seen was, a really good I think Bishop? It was a third it's movie. still in the box. Bishop, but no, I have but a really, Ripley. I'm pretty sure. So. I have okay. a really nice, uh, like a four inch uh, alien figure that Raw brought me back from from Japan. Uh huh. It is really, it's really nice. It's got several ports of articulation on mm-hmm. it, but it's it's a nice figure, and it's got its own little display stand. Take a look at the stuff, pictures. Tell me what you think. I was I was underwhelmed. Sure, it, they're it's okay. What, it's what you'd expect them to be for the Why time. It's what so they look like. It's what they look like, huh? Why are you putting so much emphasis on the H? Because, but it was okay. I don't know. I'm ne- I shouldn't. It's fine. Everybody gonna get there what they want. Everyone's gonna get the alien and nothing else. Well, yeah, that's part of it. That's part of it. Is like, well, you'll have the collectors that get all if, of them. Sure. If people started remaking Mego toys, it, it wouldn't be interesting. They are though. They're remaking Mego. There's toys? tons of those. Well, that's they've stupid. got that Captain Action and Doctor Evil stuff out there with all the uh, Mego is classic. The, what do you call stuff? And it's just like it belongs well, in a museum. Well, it's the way they made all. Kinda. It's the way they made all the original. Uh, uh, Venture Brothers figures, they're all Mego oh, they style. All Mego yeah. style. Yeah, and well, that's I interesting. I don't like it though. I mean, yeah. it's it's interesting, but I don't like it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like. I don't know. Yeah, Mego's a thing there where I say, "Wow, that's look at that. It's a Mego," and I don't think it looks very good. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm a, well, because we're spoiled with how <laughs> exactly how good toys look. Right. How, but how I don't. I don't think making Mego style toys, or even if you remade Mego toys for whatever reason, it would hurt the collector's market of it. But they're not any yeah. less expensive. That's the thing. They're inferior and still expensive. Ah, That's what, what gets to me. I'm uh, just like, 
make go for it. Make the superior product. That's right. Twenty bucks for, for one of these yeah. late seventies well, action because figures. They're, yeah, they're they're trying to appeal to the nostalgia factor. And they're I not trying that. to make. And a, if I had one as a kid, I would love that. And it's the but same. No reason, one had one as a kid. It's the same reason I'm collecting all these He-Man figures. I had the, pure nostalgia, I but had, they're updated. They're yeah, not yeah, the same yeah. figures I had as a kid. They are using the modern techniques available to improve upon the paint, structure, posability, flexibility, and sculpture of these toys. Sure. Why not employ everything at your disposal? The ethos of it gets to me a little bit. But again, that, uh, that uh, trust me, if you went on to like Big Bad Toy Store or something like that and you looked up aliens, you would not be at a loss for alien toys. Then what's the point of these? I guess just it's, for the it's, retro that they to, never made them? It, yeah, it's to recreate the line. A that, line that never was? Yeah, the, okay. myth, the, the mythology, basically. Okay, I'm cool with that. That's why I love my uh, Fearless Photog figure because it was never made. Yeah. Mm. It's a dumb figure. But it seems like they're trying to catch the collector market when, f- for the nostalgia of it, but it doesn't. It's a fake. It's a false nostalgia. These toys. You know that everybody who buys that toy, when their friends come over, they're going to say, "This is the toy that was never made, and yeah. here it is." And yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to be about telling the story of the toy. So now here yeah. comes the next level question. So, are they going to be mint in box type collectibles? Are you going to want to keep them in package? If so, is the packaging going to be decent enough for display options? Well, they did talk about... Uh, Are you going to want to take them out of the package? Is it going to be packages that can be removed without destroying the packaging? It's going to be that old bubble style. Bubble, bubble that, pack. So, no, you can't take it out without destroying the okay. packaging. So, then, so then, then the whole thing becomes really weird. It's like you're going to spend this money on this packaging. I don't know. If they're using if they're using original art assets from the proposed packaging of the original toy line, which it sounds like they are, that's interesting to me. That's interesting to me. But if they're just using whatever art assets they find and putting out the toy in this new package, then it seems like a really convoluted. Li- I don't know. I'm an out they of package. Seem to have a period lot authentic part, blister man. card package. Okay. Yeah. Period authentic blister card. Period authentic though. Said, well, they said that they they, they that found yeah. the prototypes. Uh, they unearthed the prototype. Uh, the, the whole article said that the prototype, the art assets, the package assets, and things like, like that. that. Maybe. Yeah. It was not specifically mentioned. I don't know. Toy collecting's like a fucking nightmare. <laughs> don't get me started. Don't, don't do it. It's don't, a don't do it. I'll do it. It's good for you. Make you happy in your fart place. <laughs> Something to make Carl happy. On Thursday, federal judge Otis Wright III concluded that the, quote, 2001 settlement between D.C. and the Seagulls regranted the Seagulls Superman, Superboy, and Superman advertisements that ran in the 1930s to D.C. in return for substantial advances and royalties. That means that D.C. continued assertion that the Seagull estate granted full rights to the character of Superman back in 2001 in an agreement, and it has been upheld. There have been a number of appeals, but according to Judge Wright, quote, the remainder of the defendant's motion is therefore granted, and this litigation of superhero proportions now draws to a close, unquote. The only small stipulation comes in the form of a change in how the credits will read from now on in any comic featuring Superman. The addition of the phrase, quote, by special arrangement with Jerry with the Jerry Siegel family, unquote, has been added and will remain until the expiration of the copyright of Action Comics number one runs out. So it's a done deal. <clears throat> DC has the rights. Make your movies. Okay. Glad you explained that at the end because there was a bunch of legal jargonese yeah. that I didn't understand at all. Yeah. Probably because of how I 
fucking Reddit. MSN is interested in using its Xbox Entertainment Studio to relaunch the Heroes TV series. <laughs> Wait, don't put your mic down. Don't, what are you doing? Why are you holding your head like that, Paul? <laughs> Apparently, they're already in talks for a revival. Their, oh, their version of Heroes. Let that turd lay on the bottom of the sink. <laughs> but, but listen, there's more. It's not Great. the same. On it's the not the same? The sink. It's even new, worse shit? Oh, oh, yeah. oh here we go. That's... Um, uh, Garbage. Their version of heroes will focus on a new group of superpowered oh, people. Good, 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 <laughs> good. Because what we need are more people who don't well, get that's fleshed they out or get explored. Zachary Quinto back because he's this garbage. Garbage. They also plan on having cameos garbage. of some of the show's original characters. Garbage. Because a lot of the other people didn't yeah, get they, work they moved after on that. to better things. Garbage. Heroes originally debuted in NBC September twenty fifth, two thousand six, and it was an instant hit and gave us the tagline: "Save the cheerleader, save the world." Wait a minute. It's been seven years. Yeah. I'm yep. such an old yeah. ass man. <laughs> now, I saw the first two seasons and I enjoyed those. And I think it was like the third season. I Some people say those are the only on. two to watch. I mean, I watched it all the way through. So the end, I but. didn't watch. I watched the first couple episodes. I of own the, the first season. season on DVD. I've never rewatched it. The one reason I kind of like it and bought the DVD is because. The day that the earth blows up, that hero actually goes back in time to try and fix things. When he sees Armageddon has already been wrought and there's newspapers flying in the breeze, he catches a newspaper and on there, the date that the world went to shit is November 8th, 2006. And that is my wedding day. So, <laughs> it's, it's a special place in my heart. So, for so, that. so it was true. It, that yeah, no, no, it's the end of the world. That's when it happens. But that's how I remember for my Anne. wedding day. Oh. Yeah, for Anne, exactly. For Anne, she's the one that lost out on this bet. There's no two ways about it. Oh, no more of this show. No more of this show. That'd be like bringing back Lost. You know. So, on, on the bigger aspect of the story is that. Xbox is trying to muscle in on the uh, oh yeah, on the original series. series thing. Yeah. Amazon's Great. doing it. Netflix yeah. is doing it. That's another Why? birds do it, bees Hat do it in the ring. I'm good. Good. We can use more studios to get more less moneyed projects going. But yeah. then again, it be- slowly it's going to become that lowest common denominator shit too. It's, that's that's <laughs> the danger of it. An original series from the Huffington Post. (laughs) (laughs) Glurf. That's the name of the series, Glurf? Yeah, what would it be called? Ratchet and Clank, the insomniac game series that follows the uh, Lombax mechanic named Ratchet and his robotic friend Clank as they work their way through numerous adventures, is set to be turned into a 3D animated feature by Rainmaker Entertainment and Blockade Entertainment. Instead of casting famous actors to play the main characters in the movie, they will instead rely on the familiar tropes of delivering a better and more faithful final product. That means voice actors like James A. Taylor, who did Ratchet in the game, as well as uh, David Kay of Clank and Jim Ward of Quark, will all be present and accounted for. That's encouraging. Yeah, I like yeah, that. That's nice. Uh, the movie will be ge- directed by Jarek Cle- uh, Cleland, who worked on the worked in the art department for Finding Nemo and in the animation department for Toy Story 2 and written by T.J. Fixman, a senior writer at Insomniac Games, whose goal is to deliver the kind of dialogue and humor that the Ratchet and Clank games are known for and the hope is to have the movie ready by 2015. I will say this for the Ratchet and Clank games. They have some of the most entertaining cutscenes of any game I've played. Yep, they're pretty funny. I don't like Commander Quark. 
I do. I still like him. But the rest of it's fine. I don't <laughs> like Commander Quark at all. <laughs> at all. Which one's Commander Quark? He's the, the big, big superhero. Guy. He's oh, basically okay. yeah, Buzz yeah, Lightyear yeah. with yeah, half, yeah, the, yeah. half the brain yeah, power. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like him. How do you I, not, he amuses me. He's adorable. Oh, boy. He's the he's exactly what you want in that oh, in that piece. Oh boy, you, oh boy. Susan? <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> and writer and actor Michael Bacall, who worked on the screenplays for Scott Pilgrim vs. the World with Edgar Wright. Bacall's husband? Uh, yes. Okay. No, I, I don't know. Probably Found not. footage, party flick, <laughs> uh, Project X, and the movie remake of the 80s TV series 21 Drub Street has been hired to pen the script for Weird Science for Universal Pictures. The movie will be a remake of the 1985 comedy with the same name, written and directed by the late John Hughes, which starred Anthony Michael Hall and Ian Michael Smith, or sorry, Ian Mitchell Smith, as a couple of nerds who accidentally create the perfect woman using a computer. What they end up with, however, is much more than they ever expected. The original started, starred uh, Kelly LeBrock, Bill Paxson, and Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> the remake will be produced by Joel Silver, who produced the original. <laughs> what are your feelings on a well, Weird Science remake? Uh, I, I like the original so much. I do too, but it's very quirky. It is, and it's also very 80s. Yeah, it's, it's a very, a much very a 80s style. film. That if you show it to anybody now it's that didn't grow up in that weird. era, they're like, it's yeah. creepy, I don't weird, get any of man. this. It's so, a weird movie. It is. It, it is. It's, it's not. very bizarre I film. don't know. I don't like it very much. It's 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 dark in places. Yeah. Weird it's areas. It's real dark. But th- I don't know. But then part of me also goes, hey, dummies, you got a, a sex lady. Yeah. What's going on? Because they don't ever use her for sex lady. Because she's not a sex lady. Right. Well, that they show. I mean, that, it's, well. <laughs> it's insinuated in like one scene. But mm-hmm. but that's her point. Whatever. She, she doesn't show up there just to give them sex, but to make them stronger, sure. better. Sure. Yeah. Anyway. I got yeah, she it. Says it at the I've end seen of the it film. like within the last year. Okay. And I just started laughing so bad when they just started plugging their computer up with all their electronics and like oh, yeah. is that oh, what it is it's just that's they hook everything make, together that's and gonna then... make a real human being and she beca- she she comes out of nothing right uh like she pops out of the closet like a barbie doll yeah i think she comes out of the bathroom they, or something yeah yeah there's a barbie doll yeah they well, hook a barbie doll up as like the frankenstein they, they yeah, tap yeah, into the military they, computer that's got more processing power air yeah. quotes yeah. <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah the, the computer stuff it just, yeah, just does not fly there's nothing well, genetic it's, it's there's so nothing funny. genetic no, it's right. all she's so she's a robot there's yeah. no there's well, no cloning energy or, yeah. pat robertson would hate it because they used magic sure it was magic there's yeah it's that's why Run from science. the devil. Yeah. Run from the devil as the, fast the as you can. Bras on the head, they're you know, ritual. I remember you that. They put their it, bras on the head. Yeah. It could work as a remake, I guess. Uh, that's where I think it actually it can work in the right hands. In the wrong hands, it could really be bad. So, yeah. But it, this is where I can say it has potential. Yeah. And, you know, I'll I'll withhold judgment until and we, the finished we, and, product. And as Paul wisely said earlier, we haven't lost the original. No. Yeah. It's true. So. We still have it. I kind of feel bad for the kids of these days because they obviously don't have anything new. They have to go back to our. It's Only rare. The, to uh, our stories. It's rare. The weird yeah. science uh, edited for television version still has some of my favorite edited for television moments. When they, yeah. Like, Why do you have to be such a jerk instead of such an asshole? And oh. he says, "I get, I get off on it." 
the edited for TV version is like, why do you have to be such a jerk? And he's like, because I goof off on it, yeah, that's honey. That's right. They use I goof off on it. <laughs> I goof <laughs> off on it. <laughs> that, there, wow. there is, you're right. There's some gems yeah, on the old edited for television. That yeah. to this day. Like the, those edited for TV oh, yeah. versions. But that's the one that I remember the most. Mother, father, Chinese <laughs> actor in Transformers 4. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You piece of shoe. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it for news. Okay. Really? I like that. Wow. But guess what? Oh, show's not over. Okay. Oh, what are we we got? Do show you, uh... is not over because last week we ran out of time. I wanted to do this because once again, Sci-Fi Channel has released <laughs> their list of pilots oh, of, uh, of shows that are in development. Drunken pilots. And it is time to play Red Light, Green Light. This is where I am the pitch man. I'm feeling positive about this. Drunken, yeah. drunken Sci-fi's oil been on tanker a lot of pilots. Actual science fiction. So. Yeah, they, that was they've like 30 uh, years ago this week. A little bit. Yeah. Oh, so 30 years ago that. Oh my God, I'm so old. Exxon so Valdez. Yeah. 30 years ago. 30 years ago this week, I think it was uh, the Exxon Valdez. <laughs> I'm so old. Don't, <laughs> don't bring me down, Bruce. Go ahead, <laughs> Bruce. So, Paul, Jeff, Michael will be the executives of Sci-Fi. Hypothetically, yes. because these pilots have already been. Are you still abstaining watched. from votes on this? I still He's the pitch man. Yeah, I'm the pitch man. I can't vote for oh, my okay. own project. Well, at least we've got three. We can break ties. That's true. So, well, can Todd be the pitch man and Master Torgo be the 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 vo- deciding vote? What, if there's well, no, a, if there's a, no, if there's, no, there's no can dis- we not split Todd's mind right now? <laughs> it's already split. <laughs> <laughs> you say not only that, but whose tie am I going to break? That's true. There, there are. I, I keep forgetting we're we're short one. This week. Yeah, someone's living in urine town this week. So the pilot they is can't called get all the stains off the ground. Clandestine. This series follows a group of left for dead outlaws who hide out in an abandoned coalition ship. Before long they use the ship to pose as coalition officers until they discover a huge conspiracy surrounding the real agenda of the coalition. Gail and Heard of The Walking Dead will executive produce. Uh spaceship? Coalition ship? I assume that's as about as vague as it got. That is pretty damn that's vague. That's a shitty pitch. They, yeah, what, what's going on here? I have no a idea. Left for Dead Outlaws in an abandoned coalition ship. I want to see this as a steampunk series. Okay. I'll give it a day in court. Yeah? It sounds pretty... It sounds pretty fucking... Sci-fi? Well, it sounds... <laughs> Tell you what, that's a shitty pitch. Red light. Pitch. Red light. Sounds you don't get my vote. Nah. Yeah. Give me more. It sounds a little Stargate to me, <laughs> but I'll give it. I'll give it a green light. All right, so Just I got a green. I got a red. I give it. A, I give it a green for a pilot, and then see where we go from there. All right. It's it's happening though. There it is. So, yeah, that's true. It's, it's, we will see. Yeah, because all of these have been greenlit, right? Yes. Yeah. So this. Uh, so then I'll give you my next one. Dominion. This one picks up uh, twenty years after Rogue Evil Angels. Take their vengeance on humans. Red light. Following a freedom fighter who rises up to protect humanity. It promises a solid amount of religious-tinged intrigue, perhaps wrapped (laughs) up in a supernatural vibe. Uh, Writer Vaughn Wilmot, who's a writer for Sons of Anarchy, and director Scott Stewart of Defiance are putting this one together. Super red light. (laughs) Sons of Anarchy is the worst show Oh, that show's so bad. I've seen every episode. <laughs> just I know. I'm terrible. waiting for you to admit the fact that you yep. have watched yep. 
I have. All of I've Sons seen, of Anarchy. Well, everything that's on Netflix. Terrible. And it's weird because Entertainment Weekly called it the best show you're not watching. Entertainment Weekly yeah. has jumped the shark. Long <laughs> time ago. <laughs> it's, it's rotten. It's a rotten show. At its heart, it is rotten. Because all it is is bad pe- bad things happening to bad people. Yeah, Who yeah. cares? Yeah. Who cares? Fuck you, scumbag bike dick. <laughs> Great. Your baby's dead. I love it. I'm throwing a fucking party. You fell off your bike and hurt yourself? Good, asshole. Stop ruining my town. <laughs> Seriously. They're a bunch of gun running, drug doing... Wife killing assholes. They're all hyper misogynistic. It's disgusting. You're not living through them? Not at all. <laughs> this is not hyper misogyny in the Don Draper, oh, I want to hate ladies like him way. No. I, I don't. Okay. <laughs> I, I agree with the fact that, that Mad Men and, and Sons of Anarchy have similar things. Very much. Because so. I don't care about anybody in, in any Man. of those shows. See? Oh, there you go. Mad Men either. They're Once, very hard to. It's very hard to care about yeah. many of those characters. Mad Men, I think, pulls it off a little better, but there are certainly certainly times. Season four of Mad Men, there's not a hero among them. No one is doing any anybody any good. It's very dark, but it's still somewhat and, compelling. And that's what it is because it's a period piece and it's talking about the times and it's dealing. Yes, with, and it's with, still with relevant to like now. That. And it's yeah, but, but Sons I don't need of to Anarchy, it's just. Because there are so many moments when it it steps over the line into cartoon. Yeah. It just becomes cartoonish. And, oh, bless his heart. Ron Perlman. <laughs> he can't act his way out of a sack. Oh. He's the worst. I love Ron Perlman. Oh, well, then why aren't you watching Sons of Anarchy? Because I hate Ron Sons of Perlman jack-off fan. Yeah. <laughs> he is, I swear to God, you would think a beaver colony lived on set the way he chews through the scenery. Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. Disgusting. He does He does best when there's ham to, oh, to be played. Ham! Ham! <laughs> Fuck Easter Sunday banquet every fucking time. God damn it. It but, is so bad. But here we're so talking about the top. Dominion, oh. which angels have, in, have, have rebelled. And yes, have invaded Earth. New Sounds fallen like angels. Sounds like the prophecy, which uh, I enjoyed. I enjoyed sure, because it's taste that. Yeah, the first was, prophecy was, was kind of fun. So not related to the '80s song. Dominion. No fallen, fallen angels. angels. No. no. You mean by poison? Yes. Oh God. <laughs> now yeah, so nowhere here, near. Brett Michaels, fallen angels. We have <laughs> good guys for, except for the poison guys. angels used to kill fallen people. angels. CC Demille is in it. CC Demille is it CC Demille or CC Demille? Demille yeah, yeah. with a V. Okay. Yeah, CC CC Demille is director. Their director. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready for Cecil, my close up. CC Demille. B. Demille. Yeah. So, so Cecil Cecil is an angel. Yeah. In this. Fuck all that shit. I give it a green light. So red light from Paul. Oh, red light, man. I'm green done. light. So this is the I'm opposite so of the last done show with angels bullshit. Get out of here. Where are you getting all your angels from? Huh? Where are their angels on TV? I haven't been touched by an angel in a while. I'm see? ready for it. I'm ready for it. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while for me. <laughs> Highway to Heaven. What was the one with Michael Landis? What Highway was he to doing? Heaven. Really? Oh, that's Highway the last heaven, one? Yeah. You're going to go back to 1988? No, I'm not saying that's the last one. I'm just done with it. Touched by an angel, Highway to Heaven, any of that bullshit. I just. Something tells me s- this is not the same kind of show. Nope. Yes, it will be. You, you think, I don't yes. think so. No, no. Because this and this one, touched by an angel, means we're, we're turned to ash. This looks like Terminator, but instead of Terminators, it's angels. 
So more like the Doctor Who exactly. Angels. Exactly. An an so it's an movie. episode of Doctor Who. Doctor Who Angels. Eat balls. Awesome. Whatever. No, fuck this shit. Jeff! I would also like to give this a red light. <laughs> right? That was muffled. But yes, red light it is. So no. No on Dominion. <laughs> Orion. All right. Orion. This space opera is a combination of elements ranging from Tomb Raider to Farscape. And follows a female relic hunter tracking down artifacts from her past in <laughs> deep on. space. Hold on. Please reread that. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. A combination of elements ranging from Tomb Raider to Farbscape and follows a female relic hunter tracking... <laughs> tra- tracking we use the- all kinds of elements from Tomb Raider. Here's the story of Tomb Raider. Checking down artifacts. Not using elements. <laughs> it's telling the story of Tomb Raider in space. In space. In space. <laughs> oh shit! The story. On me. The story is set in the middle of a huge intergalactic war. Shit on me. And those artifacts could potentially turn the tide of the campaign. Oh my god. Ron Milbauer and my Terry Hughes Burton. My tide has been turned. My butt is ready to shoot out a turd. Who did Alphas will write and co-executive produce the series. <sighs> I assume that's a red light. The feeling of displeasure <laughs> will wash on me. <laughs> I enjoyed Alphas for the first okay. season. I'm, I'm kind of curious how the second season will go. I Are you too. a little bi-curious? <laughs> so well, Orion. if there's another show like Alphas, then I guess I would be bi-curious. It's a lot like Alphas. In fact, it's Alphas. <laughs> In fact, it's called Betas. Uh, exactly. Betas. <laughs> Beta bi-curious. <laughs> Get out of here, Tomb Raider in space. I, Stupid mm. shit. You know what? I I want more space shows, so I'm going to green light it. All right. I want more shows set you, in space. You think you want more space shows? I think I do, and this might this might turn me You're around. Wrong. This might this might you hurt, want hurt one it. good space show? I do. I and want they one don't really good exist one anymore. And what I they want don't is just fucking exist. Take as many as up. we can. There's no more good space. Anybody shows. seen Defiance? I watched the uh, first uh, uh, two episodes. I've watched two episodes now. Are you happy of Defiance? I am. Are you uh, glappy? I'm glappy about okay. it. Okay. I'm yeah. glappy about it. Fair I'm enough. glad that they're making... Just watch fucking Robotech. I'm glad go, that okay, sci-fi okay. is making f- science fiction again, and I'm glad that this show is on there. Well, so far, um, there's no ghosts. There's no ghosts on there's it. Been yes. But, I mean, didn't every ghost show they had on there already get renewed? And there's like already That's eight true. ghost yeah. shows yeah. on there's there. There's no yeah. room for How any more ghosts. How many more ghost ghosts shows. can you do? They can't hey, guys, fit I got a proposal. How about a ghost show? Um, we have nowhere in the lineup can't to do put it. a ghost There's show. There's too many ghost shows. We have too many ghost shows. In fact, we're out of ghosts. <laughs> we ran out of ghosts. <laughs> Tomb Space Raider, Jeff, I mean, what in. do they got? They got fucking Haunted like haunted Minds. Right. They got Haunted History. Yep. They got Haunted Foreign Lands. Yeah. They got Haunted Local Establishments. Mm. They got Haunted Homes. They got haunted antiques for fuck's yeah, sake. Yeah, yeah. They got what else they got? They got I'm gonna go and make this place haunted by screaming at things. <laughs> 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 and seriously, like there's seven different varieties of ghost flavor show out there already. And then there's the go just the ghost story, like a haunted. Then there's the, yeah, then there's the the retelling of someone's first <laughs> And frightening account. Yeah. A haunting. A haunting. Here's what a haunting is. <laughs> I've said this before, I think. A haunting is a show in which a two-minute uh, uh, anecdote is stretched out into an hour. <laughs> worse. The worst show, a haunting. <laughs> the worst. 
And, and the, every it, time they cut to commercial, they show you what just happened and what's going to happen. And every time they come back from commercial, they show you what just happened and what's going to happen. They pad that thing out. Yes, there's they like, do. There's like 40 seconds of actual footage mm-hmm. on that show. The rest of it is just found footage, garbage, still frame shit. <laughs> it's oh, the worst. But a good creepy soundtrack. Oh, oh. And what's the reveals? The reveals are like, and there were fingerprints in the steam of the mirror not like anybody anywhere could make that happen <laughs> and you know it's like oh I, and then it's like i was shaken to my core fuck you for living and not like the oils on their finger would stick around fuck decades after people. they were left there if they didn't clean the mirror fuck these people fuck them fuck the stupid ass they need to, they fuck them god damn it god damn it you do not get to be that stupid you don't. If your house says leave, you fucking leave. If your baby comes Too and bad says, we can't stand Mom, there. a lady in blood just played jacks with me for a half an hour, <laughs> you go, we're going to a hotel forever. You know what I mean? It's done. The story is over. The story is over. This, this is the stupidest shit I've ever seen in my life. Oh, God damn it. The fu- would you seriously if if you came home and all of a sudden a face sticked out your wall and goes hey motherfucker what's going on are you sticking around uh no okay no. Yeah, I'm running out the door it would depend on how good the conversation was please <laughs> Jeff hey You're laying uh, in bed how are you it physically hits you are you out the door yes of course but these fucking idiots stay around to see how much worse it can get. <laughs> House is a big investment. It's not that big of an investment. Here's the investment. Read a book. Go to a psychiatrist. Figure out what the problem is that's causing you to see and hear and smell <laughs> all this crazy bullshit. Say, yeah, so if you're running for this stuff... Yeah, it's going to follow you. No, that, that is going to follow you, but I don't really believe it's happening in the first place. So. That's just it. That's just it. It's like, it's like of course it followed you asshole you're the same asshole that you were <laughs> you're the same mentally deranged unmedicated undiagnosed fucktard who lived in the last building of course the demons are on your heels you stupid shit it's your fucking mind i love ghost stories yes have been obsessed with them since a kid but i don't Me believe too. them for a fucking second not for a second <laughs> Yet he still believes that the moon landing was a conspiracy. Because it was! <laughs> uh, Jeff, what do you think of Space Tomb Raider? What was the question again? <laughs> Orion uh, is the show. Wait, wait, wait. wait. All right. So so let me channel my Fox executive, Fox right. Network executive. For everything. It's like, I'm going to green light it because we can always cancel it later. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> and, and I agree with Just Michael. We definitely need more space drama slash shows on TV. There you go. Space drama in short shorts. We got it. Sojourn. Sojourn. Just because we can travel into space doesn't mean humanity's (laughs) bad habits won't come with us. Uh, See? This is about ghosts. It's on your heels. This series would follow the first detective in space and the ensuing investigation to solve a murder on a starship. The investigation takes the detective deeper down the rabbit hole, digging up a conspiracy to cover up a crime that occurred half a century later. The only way I want to see this. 
is Sci- if it's Encyclopediac Brown. Future no, it's got to be Law and Order Brown. style with the, the investigation and nope. then the prosecution. It needs to oh, be. that would be awesome. It needs to be a Law and Order in space. space Come on, spacefaring teenage kid. The next two things I'm going to have to say is going to influence two people in this room. Okay. What so. and positively and negatively and probably in both directions. Here we go. Okay. Sci-fi vet Phil Levins of Smallville will write. With Jason Bloom of Paranormal Activity <laughs> producing. Oh, they called in the big guns. <laughs> I don't know where to go with that now. <laughs> I go red. Red fucking light. No. You don't want investigation it. in space it's starship? A, it's I, a space drama, which please. would be awesome to have. What? But. It's not a space drama. A detective drama. Again, yeah. they're going back to... Police procedurals, like every show, has to be another fucking. Oh, police see, this in space with with ma- with space magic to solve the but stuff. But they did. Oh, here's the thing: they did bits of that in uh, Battlestar. If they had continued and followed the career of that lawyer, I think they could have had a really cool show. Mm. You remember that part? What's yeah. that fucking lawyer's name? Um, he was a great character. Yes, that was that was all you need for your procedurals in space. They did it. They did a Law and Order episode of Battlestar. Basically, it was great. You don't think you'd have a whole series of it? You could, but then you're going to end up with Babylon Five. Hey, back off, Babylon Five! <laughs> I'm man. just saying. Back off, Babylon I'm Five sa- was a great show. I'm, I haven't given its full day in court because they took it off Netflix before I could watch it all. <laughs> oh, it's tough so, to get through. So that, exactly, I know. <laughs> The first few episodes, I'm like, first of all, your hair, dude, whatever. <laughs> and then it's like, that's just the thing. That's the thing. I'm like, you get, you get one, you get one, you get fucked up, crazy ass. I can't believe it's not butter hair. Or you get wackadoo, semi-ethnic, off the wall, vocal intonations and dialect. You get one, motherfucker. Otherwise, you are Neelix. Otherwise, <laughs> you are you are an anomalous wacko. You know what I mean? Like if if you were. But if, he actually turns out to be a really good character. Oh, I'm sure. He drives. The I'm entire, sure after yeah. seventy hours and uh. decades of working on trying to any actor, if you can't pull something of worth after all that shit, then fucking go to hell. Garbage. Woo! This is the thing. As an improviser, this is what infuriates me more than anything. Okay. This is what Viola Spolin talks about in her book. We don't have, as improvisers, any time to dick around. You are in a scene. Let's go. Even in a patient scene, it's on. Things are happening. Today is the day. Right here. Right now. What's going on between these two characters? Let's have it hit the fan. Show me something interesting. Now. This building to shit and these decade-long story arcs can suck my dick. If there's you, you because it's never going to pay off right. Number one, they should know that. But number two, you don't have the right to waste that much of my time for a minuscule payoff. And fuck you if your character's not interesting from the from the jump. It can be. Garrick is interesting from the get-go in Deep Space Nine. The one and only redeeming thing of that whole show throughout. Never misses a beat. Always on. He and, I'd say, uh, Ducat to a degree. Always, whenever they're on the screen, you are compelled. You are interested. They're never, it's, they're never talking about some little 
bullshit, unnecessary thing. Everything they have to say is meaningful, impactful, interesting, and compelling. But Garrick is interesting and compelling because even at the very last episode that he's in, he's still a mystery. Yes. He's still, you don't know anything about what anything but he has said know. throughout the series you is know. true or false. But you, but he said enough to give, to compel you. Yeah, but from the he's very beginning, enough. he was a mystery. He said yeah. it, but, he's, but his mystery has been riddled and poked full of holes with all yeah. kinds of possibilities and truth and lots of specific interesting information about that character has come to light uh, but he's just good i just i i have no patience for characters who become interesting i, I it, it, it it upsets me and i see it so much in deep space nine there's a ton of that shit people finding their character it's like there's like half of the half the well, cast I think it's knows more what like they're the doing. writers are 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 finding the voices? No, but no, uh, no, you, no. You don't have we're also talking that. about two different comes, kinds of TV it's from decades. The actor. All right. I, so no, what's, so the part other, of that? what's the other thing? Well, because a lot of shows now are these overarching story arcs, and you can easily argue that TV is better than it's ever been, and a lot of yeah. that is due only, to that. only when those overarching stories are. Driven by compelling, interesting characters who know who they are and have a voice. And I don't disagree with that, but when writers, not saying all shows have this plan, but when good shows have good writers with a good plan, they they, they introduce a character that they're planning to use later for the specific thing. Sure. I'll yeah. say Breaking Bad and does that exceptionally the story well. Is uh-huh. the character. Breaking Bad does that exceptionally well, but no, but there's never a there's never an absolutely wasted episode. In Breaking Bad, whereas I feel like Heroes had so much shit, just wasteful garbage thrown on the ground, never re- redone, characters who never got fully explored, you never really cared. I won't disagree with you. You know what I mean? Like like prolonging shit just for prolonging its yeah. sake. Yeah. You know Breaking what I mean? Bad yeah. is the best show on television. Yeah, exactly. Ever, uh, except for maybe The Wire. Yeah, and that's another one. That's another one. That's another. You want to talk about? I mean, that's a five season arc with shit that connects up like crazy. But they don't fuck around. Every episode is interesting. Every episode has a story. Every episode has compelling characters doing concrete, solid, interesting, character-driven, emotionally-driven things. If your character that you're portraying as an actor, it's your responsibility to find an emotional reason to say even the shittiest of dialogue. And if you can't do that, fuck you and get out of my show. So, anyway, was, well, uh, so Jordan, what do you think? Well, well, CS, CSI Space be able to do that? No, thank you. Because <laughs> those CSIs aren't very... There's not a lot to them. They're garbage. Well, well we're making an assumption on the CSI because well, nothing, nothing well, here... CSI's the worst. Right. Like, I mean, like, even Law & Order, meh. You can take it or leave it, kind of, oh, but it's pretty terrible, too. Law & Order. is a detective mystery. Because it's in space, uh, I'll give it a green light. All right. That seems oh. to be the bellwether for you. Once again, it's up to '80s to break this goddamn tie. I. It sounds like something I really want to like, and it is in space. Hey, it'll be as good as your Stargate. There you go. Fuck you. Stargate. Do you need another? <laughs> do you need another sales point? He just sold it for you yeah. right there. Green light. See, so Jordan, here you go. It's plus. We can always cancel it later. Let's see. Let's have. <laughs> Stargate. First, we gotta. First, we gotta show it in. In, First, uh, we have to put it on Friday nights at Friday 9 night, o'clock. Out of order. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> out of order. Just throw the episodes around. How to break a show. Shelter is the next pilot. This one takes the classic meteorite headed for Earth trope 
and tosses in a big mystery. As hand-picked survivors are sent underground into a utopian-esque bunker to keep society moving. Where did, but, we, where did we hear this? But what all this? is wait. Okay, keep going. But all is not as it seems, and everyone from the bunker survivors to those left on the surface have to figure out why and how this is happening. Bruce Joel Rubin, who did Deep Impact, is writing and producing. Well, there's a video game that just did this. Is there really? Yes. What was I was just it? thinking about this today. Like, I want to see a game where you're the was survivors of something, was it a book? Was it, what? and you've got to kind of build your community. I think like, that, that could be interesting. What was it? Well, there Fallout, was some. There was something. It was exactly the same. It was like government selected individuals got to go underground during this Armageddon. What was this? What was this game I was playing? Earth twenty twelve. No, Armageddon. It. <laughs> I don't know. There's man. a recent game I was playing, and that was exactly like a big budget, story. A big budget game. No, I don't think so. I think Smaller it might have thing. been a might have been a, a Xbox Live arcade. But I where's can't the fact check when we need him? Arcade game. What was this thing I saw? What was this? Game? You realize our whole audience is yelling the answer to us right I now. I know. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, audience, and I hope I, I hope you know what I'm talking about. As all, I, Did all you I enjoy can, your experience? No. All I can remember. <laughs> all I can remember seeing. I was That's like, why you can't remember the name of this game. <laughs> well, because I was like, how stupid is this fucking shit? And all I can remember seeing is like this map, this global map, and then it all got covered in red, like a red fire kind of whoosh. And it's like that kind of thing. And it's like the decades later, uh, people come out and I'm like, what is the What? What is this shit? The fuck was it? It wasn't Bioshock. It wasn't. I don't know. Damn it. It's killing me, too. Bioshock, Injustice. Uh, nope. I can't remember what it was, but it's something where it was like government-selected people get to live underground. Or it might have even been on a comedy show. I don't know, man. Were you playing oh, on that Xbox? Just expanded. Yeah, I think so. It, had, yeah, it was only Xbox. I'm only playing Xbox right yeah. now. So, Shelter, then. I'm going to red light it. I'm more, curi- I'm more curious about what happens after the disaster than what happens before. Isn't that what this is? No, this is... This is before the disaster. Everybody, a meteor's coming. Everybody the government's gets getting to go. certain people to go that no, nobody else I knows th- about. I, I don't think that's what I read at Maybe. all. Who knows? No? I'm going to read it again. I extrapolated that all myself. Never yeah. mind. You made up your own show. I made up my own show. You might have made a better show. That I, that I then just red-lighted. <laughs> <laughs> Handpicked survivors are sent underground into a utopian-esque bunker to keep society moving. But all is not as it seems, and everyone from the bunker survivors to those left on the surface have to figure out why and how this is happening. And they're sent down there because an asteroid's headed Earth. But there's survivors up on the top. And yeah, because not everyone gets to go. So I don't not know. everyone dies. So obviously, I'm pitching it. I didn't write. Why'd you Why'd you bury people if every, if, if it wasn't going to destroy everybody? I don't know. That's the mystery. So wait, people are buried and they come back up and everything's fine. And they're like, what are you doing? No, it's going to be the same situation. Sounds like lost. It's going to be bad. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not not, not feeling love. No. I cannot remember what this game was, but it was the exact (laughs) same thing. It was like military selected. I don't know. Maybe it was some conspiracy video. I don't even know, man. I don't even know. The shit you watch. The shit I watch, dude. (laughs) I watch some crazy shit. So I got a red light from Jeff. Right? Red light, red light. No, you, no? I, had, you I, had I gave a red light. Okay, Michael got a red Michael, light. Uh, obviously, a red light for Paul. Jeff, 
Yeah, I I think a red light on this. It's just it's not drawing me in or making me, you know, want to watch it. It sounds like Lost. Hmm? Maybe it is. It sounds like it's gonna be. So we'll move on to Infinity. The show is called Infinity. This series would follow the crew of the only interstellar ship in existence, which is sent to meet an alien armada as they enter our solar system. But during the ensuing fight... Wait, 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 wait. The only human interstellar ship? Because if it's the only interstellar ship, how is an alien armada coming to meet us? No, no, no. I don't think it even said human in any of that. The series would follow the crew of the only interstellar ship in existence... Sent to meet an alien armada as they enter our solar system, but during the ensuing firefight... Wait, 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 Please. Interstellar means it's traveling between stars, right? If another... Yes. Yes, and if another alien... If an alien group of ships is coming to meet this other ship, would that not imply that the alien ships are also interstellar? Yes, because you would think... That's true. That's unless... I can't argue that. Where they came unless from. Unless they originate from unless this they, solar system. Yeah. Ba- based on this, inf- based on this information. I'm confused. <laughs> Dude, these motherfuckers are confused. These writers are confused. Guys, it's the only interstellar ship in the whole world. And then here comes a bunch of other ships. And here's a- <laughs> I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, that's the first thing they've said. These guys are retarded. <laughs> so it's, it's uh, Robotech with the SDF-1. Yeah, that's kind of the that's yeah. Oh, you're you're gonna hate where this goes though, because you're, you're not, I, yeah. I'm gonna start over for Jeff's sake. Thank you. <laughs> this series would follow the crew of the only interstellar ship in existence, <laughs> which is set to meet an alien armada as they enter our solar system. That, that's exactly <laughs> contradictory. <laughs> That's a, the first sentence. Listen, pitch man. But during the ensuing firefight, the ship is sent through a wormhole and winds up lost on the other side of the universe. The crew would then encounter different alien worlds as they search for a way home. This one is being written by Javier Grillo Markshock, who was a writer for Lost. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, 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 I know we just boom, boom, lost boom, Paul. Boom. <laughs> I think I'm losing you two as well. I see guys on phones and nothing but. Because I'm sure everyone is loving Paul's rendition of the Voyager theme right now. That's why I'm on the phone. Because Paul's going off on the theme. But, uh... It's the Voyage Voyager! <laughs> That's exactly I'm, Voyager. I am currently regretting my it's in space, I'll green light it decision earlier. <laughs> See, that's just it. People keep throwing shit at the ghost. Like, it, it, you know why this, this shit is happening? Because of the advent of the goddamn elevator pitch. Because yeah. motherfuckers are so strapped for ideas, they're just like, every fucking show is like, okay, check it out. <laughs> We've got jackass, right? Right? Plus a little bit of teenage mom. But here's the thing, in space, see me in my office tomorrow. We'll chat. <laughs> well, to me, it sounds like the pitch for this is it's Voyager in space. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't yeah. Voyager already in space? We'll see what we think, Infinity. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I'm not holding my breath, Infinity. I'm not a gambling man, but if I would, I would bet against Infinity. <laughs> So Voyager slash Stargate Universe. What do you think? I've got a red light. This red light sounds like crap. <laughs> the stupidest. And I hate it. I can't I, even get I, the I'm, promo I'm gonna right. say it's unanimously red, yeah. red light on this one. This is gonna be terrible. First of all, 
First is of all, Toribu? They don't know what they're talking about. They don't. There's no scientific jargon going on here. So even that. They said wormhole. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Great. The one halfway compelling thing about Voyager, which was the insane amount of techno babble that went on, you know, the one halfway compelling piece is going to be clearly thrown out the window here because these guys don't know the the definition of only (laughs) and interstellar. They don't know the definition of only an interstellar. And then on top of that, this also requires the fact that everyone from this production down, aside perhaps from the writer, has not seen Voyager. <laughs> because if they had, <laughs> yeah, someone they're... would go, hey, that's Voyager. <laughs> yeah, Isn't that Voyager? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, what do you mean? No, this show, Voyager, where a ship gets thrown across the universe. Remember those kids went back in time? And... No, 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 no. Not Voyagers. <laughs> not Voyagers. Not... <laughs> no, 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 no. Not Gaston and Jufro. This is a different <laughs> thing. Okay. <laughs> Very different show. Very different show. I hope you sobered up a little bit because it's time again to take a drink. <coughs> I want to call the episode that, but I can't call the episode that. <laughs> but that's what Voyagers. That's what the Voyagers was. <laughs> but, but no, it was. <laughs> fucking Voyager. Oh, it's, it's Voyager. fucking Voyager, man. <laughs> exactly. Hey, I know you don't watch a lot of TV, Daredevil, because you're blind. <laughs> but even you can recognize this is Voyager, I say. <laughs> even Daredevil knows it's Voyager, man. And he's fucking blind, yo. <laughs> oh so, so no to infinity. All right. All right, how about uh, Silver Shields? <laughs> is this some kind of Kotex subversive? <laughs> is, this, is, this, is this panty liners in space? It's is the that modern day version of Silver Spoons. Right. Two Silver Shields together. <laughs> Here we are. As long as they bring space, Aaron Gray back, a couple of Silver Shields. Hoping to find the nebulous twine, making it whole in the wormhole together. <laughs> We're going to find some space together. Last of the human race. An interstellar ship is fucking hard to find. <laughs> Silver shields together. The last of mankind. Silver shields. <laughs> this series was. Has he got Brooke Shields in it? And she's painted silver? Only if we're lucky. This, se- this, silver years. this series would follow country boy Kamer. I'm sorry? Country boy named Kamer. As he journeys to the big city after his father is killed, Kamer then decides to... Oh, fo- well, fuck this. No, fuck this. This is the justified ripoff. Yeah? Yeah, that's what this is. Kamer then decides to follow in his father's footsteps and join up with the local police force yeah. to solve the mystery surrounding his dad's death. But once he digs a little deeper into the mystery, he comes face to face face with all kinds of magical creatures. What? Alpha's alum Robert Hewitt Wolf is attached to this. Oh God! Red light. <laughs> it started off so promisingly. Well, the, the whole thing, well, not this. It, I think <laughs> no, Matt Robertson the, the, said it best. So, okay, <laughs> silver, stay away from magic. Silver <laughs> shields. So is this a werewolf tie-in? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I've recently watched uh, 
what's it called? Hedgegrove? The new uh, What's the new Netflix series? Hemlock, Hemlock, oh, Grove. Hemlock Grove. Yeah, I got about ten minutes in. I was like, it's, "Boy, uh, Eli Roth is all over this." Yeah, it's definitely Eli Roth's production. <laughs> he's got a, he's. I can't take him. It's man. got a good uh, werewolf transformation. Sure, he does seem to be dialing it back a little bit. I, I guess know. maybe he's producing and he is producing. they're not letting him. Yeah. Well, I just what I, the fully I in on I it. Could even make it ten minutes in. I was like, yawn. I'm a couple episodes on on it, and I'm giving it a chance. It's still. Still working on me. Oof, it was we'll rough. I, I, but I just. Mm. So Silver Shields then. Silver Shields. Um, oh gosh. Uh, you know I like, I like what do they call it? Urban fantasy. Um, the fables stuff. Kind of like the like fable grim. stuff and well, I, what do you got? Grim. Grim the show. I, I think. What is, else you got? I don't like. I can't ba- stand. Basically, basically the the new fantasy modern noir. That yeah, kind of thing. Kind of a thing. Yeah. But. Isn't it? I don't know. The Dresden Files. Isn't that whole yeah genre a, a creation of necessity? Because people are so bankrupt for creative ideas that they can. This is the only thing they can mine with full creative license because of uh, what do you call that? Classic mythical tropes in a modern world. Yeah, but it's be, it's because what do you call that? The rights when the rights fall off and inner proper domain public domain because this is all public domain these stories are all public domain i'm sure that that helps well that's why we're getting a lot of uh what is it the uh alice in wonderland stuff yeah that's what the... i mean there's a ton of this shit this um, is another example of that i think i don't know um could be good though uh sci-fi has lost girl which i've watched a couple episodes of that and that's pretty good okay uh, i'll give this a green light all I'll right this is a pass What's the latest TV show that you watched and you were like, holy shit? Walking Dead, Game Wal- of Thrones. Yeah, yeah Walking Dead, Game of Thrones. Yep. Those are the two I would go with. Walking, Walking Dead is one of my great. regular go-tos. What am I watching right now? Um, Nothing really. Yeah, That's what I mean. I'm not satisfied like, with my television There's such mediocrity right out now. there on that. And that's, you know, for half of that, it's not TV, it's HBO. I was going to say, the, the Showtime series House of Lies starring your husband, Don Cheadle. Uh, I haven't pretty, seen it. Yeah, I, it good? I really enjoy it. I mean, the second season, they've changed up the format a little bit, but it's still the same I type of show. Through, um, I can't get through... I can't get through the spacey one. Oh, uh, The House, House of, of Cards. Cards. Different show altogether. Yeah, I, I got you, but I can't get through it. It's just too dark. But they both have house in it. Yeah, it's very distracting. Why, house they of, both they both house, house of. of house of. Oh my goodness! Just, just how do I tell the two apart? Have almost the same. Just word, one of them letters. has Paul's husband in it, and the other has uh, Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. <laughs> so Paul, red light, green light, silver shield. Red light, red light. Get that out of my face. And it's a justified thing too. It's like okay. justified in space. Probably how it was pitched. Yeah, it's or, space. Justified with monsters. Yeah, uh, red, Jeff. Red. red light. All right. Yeah, I'm sure it's pissed, it was pissed justified with monsters. Get out of here, you garbage pail kid. I got two more for you. These are reality-based shows. Oh, Red light. <laughs> First one is Cosworld. It's the working oh, title. Oh. This one actually not only greenlit, but actually will be coming to sci-fi. Is this Bill if, Cosby? It premieres, yes. It premieres, no, Tuesday. Everyone dresses up like Cosby. Welcome to Cosworld. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you understand there's some rules you have to live by. 
You got it once you park your ship, because we're in space. <laughs> once you park your spaceship, you got to make sure the first thing you buy is a sweater. A nice sweater to wear around the town. If we find you're not wearing a sweater, you're going to be in trouble. You got that, Jack? It's going to be a real storm coming your way. It's the jacket sold me. Okay. <laughs> what 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 do we eat in uh, Cosworld? We've got two guesses, and Jello doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> Take a wild fucking jump. Of course, it's the Jello. The J E L L O. Hello, because there's always room. And pudding pops are still made here on Cosworld. <laughs> it's the last place a pudding pop factory exists. We employ thousands of people at the pudding pop factory, and we've only had ten industrial accidents this year. <laughs> Cosworld premieres Tuesday, August twenty seventh at ten p.m. And shows you how in place this is. Cosworld is a tantalizing six episode docu series that lifts the veil on the imaginative world of cosplay competition. The series follows some of the hottest cosplay stars as they make a splash at comic book conventions around the country. The show dives deep into their lives, following their <laughs> process as they create yeah. extravagant and visually arresting costumes each week. These individuals will constantly defy odds and race against the clock to transform themselves into amazing fictional characters that push the boundaries between fantasy and reality, all in hopes of impressing the convention judges to win a cash prize and the chance to become a cosplay legend. Green light. Green light. Despite my jump earlier, I have to say this sounds good. This could be done well. Let me watch it. If it's done well, yeah, sure. And finally, Fandemonium, working title, premieres fall 2013. From the producer of Jersey Shore comes Fandemonium, a six-part docu-series that celebrates the incredibly unique, often misunderstood, and infinitely fascinating fangirl and fanboy culture. Living together in an L.A. apartment complex, a tight-knit group of pop culture-obsessed fans continue to find their place in the world and flourish thanks to their passions and personalities. Whether it's being first in line for the latest blockbuster, making a lasting impression upon getting the chance to meet their heroes, or just figuring out how to balance their passions with making a living, mm. when these Boo. friends get together, it's flat-out fandomonium. I can smell this show. You can smell the people in this show. It sounds almost like uh, a a ripoff of King of the Nerds, only without the competition aspect. Mm-hmm. It sounds to me like MTV's Real World with an all geek cast. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. <sighs> this isn't the first of these that we've heard of, and I feel like we're going to get flooded with these. And it's like well, with the, you... well, the, the success of TBS is. Nerd show, as we King just mentioned, really good. But they're one of the few that have actually handled it well. Well, and I think that's without trying to make the the uh, people seem. And again, I I would say with this, comic book they movies sound earlier, grotesque already. They sound like they're being depicted as grotesques in that description. Well, I'm sure the producer of Jersey Shore will treat it with kid gloves. Yeah, see, there you go. That's and the, see, that's the thing that makes me want to red light this right there. You know, it's going to yeah. be garbage. It's going to be well. The fact that they're trying to make them balance their fandom with making a living that says i have 18 cats right there <laughs> Ugh. yeah i i think i'm gonna have to red light this i just one. don't know how to i gotta get this 
this next uh, set of, of, of DVDs from Doctor Who, but my but I, insulin but is pretty expensive, food. and cat food is not getting any cheaper. Oh, my cat just peed on my Doctor Who DVDs. I'm dumb. So, I guess it's a red light all around. Yeah, red light. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it's going to be like. Yeah. And that's the list. There's going to be more red light, green light, because sci-fi just won't stop. That's true. They don't. Which is good in some ways and horrible in others. Yeah. Could could be good. Mostly I mean, horrible. I was... Kind of like our show. Good in some ways, horrible in others. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think? Write to us. Comments at UglyCowShow.com. And uh, guess what? Ugly Cow Show, new episodes coming your way. Believe it yes, or not. Yes, sir. Coming soon. Believe it or not, we're walking on air. Coming soon, if you believe that soon is Never a relative term. So soon, soon is relative. Soon is relative. And until next week, I am Master Torgo. The famous Paul. 80s Jeff. Just Michael. We'll talk to you next week in Geek. So do you think with the uh, development of King of the Nerds being a show that was fairly positive in, in, the, nerd, in the nerd direction mm-hmm. and very successful, what are the copycats going to be like? Are, 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 are they going to take that lesson? I think, that one is I think one. they're going to take the negative. They're, they're going to flip it around and do the the negative aspect, and, which has to happen eventually, and, and portray them as being you know the the butt of the joke of the show, and as speaking, opposed to the yeah the star. And speaking of, they are taking applications right now for the next season. So mm. if you're interested, yeah. go seek it out. King of the nerds. Yeah. What do you have? What are your qualifications have to be? Uh, you have to be really in nerdy stuff. I didn't see any kind of like age limit. Because I was looking to just over. Put it. together a video and yeah, you have to put together a video and then fill out the application. I'd like which to is apply. pretty involved. My nerdism is not that deep, but it's varied. I think if you shut off your uh, your He-Man collection, that yeah, might maybe that might work. That I'm for a nerd you. about toys. Say, and plus, yeah. your improv background might make yeah, you interesting for maybe. the show. Yeah. I watched all the Im- the uh, audition. The fact that tapes. I was a Klingon. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a, a big deal. I watched all the self-audition tapes. And you got the young the, uh, face. I do. I have a baby's face. Yeah. Cast had for the, the first season. All right, Paul, that's your assignment. Apply for the show. <sighs> all right. <laughs> I need you guys to help me put together See, a See, the thing that they're doing, though, they, they do this reality show. King of the Nerds did a little bit where they like everyone's living together. And when people live together and they're not used to each other, friction's grow. And the producers want to kind of Well, see, and a lot of times, yeah, a lot of times they don't like actors either. Yeah. Actually, we should highlight Paul's. It does ask if you were uh, Simpsons SAG. knowledge. Yeah, I'm not. So yeah, that'd be good, maybe. Paul, uh, yeah, my Simpsons. Everything there, everything there is to know about the Simpsons, I know. I know. I don't know all of it. Okay. I know a lot. I know. I know a lot. You get me up to you season know four. Much. I know it all. Backwards and forwards up through season four. Beyond that, beyond that, I still know a lot, but not like I knew up through season four. Simpsons did it. <laughs> you and I